Greetings, friends. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast. Question mark. You'll see why in a second. Guys, before today's very special episode, a little bit of business. Guys, we here at the Film Alchemist, your dear friends, we're on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. Guys, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us grow this show and join our awesome community. I absolutely assure you every single dollar helps. Guys, uh, once you go up, right, you get in for a dollar. As you go up the Highlander rankings, you can actually help make this show the show that you want. Every tier offers you X amount of movies that you can specifically ask us to cover as part of our patron exclusive library, along with a lot of other really fun stuff we're working on. We have a great community of people who are already supporting us, and as always, we want to say thank you to and for those of you who are about to, thank you as well. Again, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Guys, please help us out. <laughs> All right. Go to YouTube and like our channel. Subscribe, Film Alchemist. You can see video versions of most of our pods there, as well as some other fun stuff we're working on. Always working on ideas. That's the theme of this show. You can email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. And find us on all the social media you're on. We're easy to get a hold of, and we love to hear from you guys. Make sure you give us that five-star rating and review wherever you find us as well. Again, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. All right, enough business. Today, we continue our jaunt uh, into Alex and I's podcasting past. Today, perhaps the most controversial movie... Uh, in pop culture history that came out since we started doing the show, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Now, this was a really fun one, and you'll hear Alex and I grappling a lot with this. This movie came out and Holdo maneuvered the Star Wars fandom in half, I would say, right? I remember leaving the theater, and I wasn't super sold on it, right? But I think the cool thing about Jedi is that the more I sat with it, there's so much more to love than things to hate on, right? Like, it's so funny. I still have Last Jedi fights with my friends to this day. I think you could argue that it's probably the most divisive of all of the Star Wars films. I think with time, it'll get the prequel effect, and we'll start looking past it as they kind of add and build to the mythology. Um, and one of the things people are most mad about is Luke Skywalker, right? And I... I honestly love this Luke Skywalker film, which is not everyone's favorite. You hear this? He was a hero. He loves his friends. He would always do the right thing. Is there anything more relatable than after these COVID times to see a guy try his best, do everything he can, only for it to all fall down again because other people keep fucking up? I think Luke Skywalker's giving the fuck up on everyone and everything in the universe has become more and more relatable as time has gone on, right? So, again... You'll hear us grappling with it. We settled on that we really liked it a lot more. Um, the little stuff didn't bother us as much as it did some people. But it was a really fun talk. And, you know, I would say if, if people talk this much about your movie all these years later, that in and of itself is still a success, guys. So without further ado, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Whoa, gotcha. One more thing, guys. We are knocking on October's door. Remember, Set your notifications every single day, 31 days, 31 pods, a bunch of amazing films, starting with the Child's Play and Exorcist franchises in total, 
and we have a lot of awesome guests coming to join us uh, in the fun. So remember, guys, I know it's a lot of shows, so brace yourself now and get ready for the Horror Mega Marathon. Now, without further ado, Star Wars. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Long Box Sessions. I'm your host, Alex Dandino. And I'm Josh Griffey. We're back after a long and uneventful hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of eventful. Well, my yours, wife, yours my was wife eventful. popped a kid out. Yours was very eventful. Yeah, Logan Lee Griffey, healthy, strong. Yay. Beware, they're coming. <laughs> I'm breeding my clan that will take all of you down. <laughs> my enforcers. Oh, you pull backwards into parking spaces? Me and my boys are coming to get you <laughs> in like 15 years when they're big. But yeah, yeah I uh, <laughs> mine was less exciting. I just I, I went to work. That's it. There you go. Uh, this ob- is huge, though. Obviously, we're back for the. There's only one thing that could bring us back after right. for the Christmas hiatus was like Skywalker. We're here for that milk. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I can't wait to talk about spoilers. Wait, time out. Before we get going, this is the last Jedi show. Yeah. all fucking spoilers. We're talking about the last Jedi. It came out. Friday, today is mm-hmm. Sunday. If you didn't see it, stop right now. <laughs> stop! Or don't. I really don't give a shit. And we warned you. Yeah, like, if you want to... You know what? I don't care anymore. I'm just going to say spoilers, and that'll be that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us again on a wonderful show. Uh, let's talk about The Last Jedi. Yay! Man, there's just nothing like Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about getting one every year for the rest of my life. It's crazy. But it's not bad. No, it could be worse. I I sat in the I sat in the theater last night and I, I turned on Dre and I was like, I realized like it's every once in a while it comes over me, especially when we go like Rogue One. I didn't have this, but like when we saw the Force Awakens, but it happened again last night. I was like, I'm about to watch a Star Wars movie that mm. I have not seen yet. Like I didn't watch yeah. it on TV first. Like it's this isn't like a special screening. I got they put in the to theater. sit in the theater and watch Star Wars with my son. Like, wow. that's fucking cool, That's pretty man. amazing, Like, man. whatever... We'll get into the weeds of this movie, but, like, whatever else it is, Star Wars has... I don't know, like, if you were, like, the big-time Star Wars kid like I was. Like, I was, like... Oh, yeah. All the way fucking I had, like, in, a little... Like, I had, like, yeah. a little group of friends. We yeah. were, like, a Star Wars f- fan club kind of Yeah, thing. I mean, we were... That was, like, the thing that animated everything else in my life seemed to, like, branch off from that. Yeah. So, yeah, man, just the fact that... You know, you get to go and just like you, you see the Lucas films thing or whatever, Lucas Arts, and then you see like the da 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 and the oh, yeah. like the logo comes up and the I crawl. Just, you're just like, I just started it's smiling. Just, it's fucking insane. I had nothing. I had nothing that I couldn't. There's nothing I couldn't smile at with the crawl. Like I'm just yeah. like, I have to start. And then the movie starts. And then the movie no. starts. <laughs> we'll get to. All that. right. So how do you want to do this? This is a big unruly beast of stuff we got to talk about. Uh yeah, and then we gotta have to do the pod too. So ho. Just kidding. Uh, I took a drink of water expecting your joke to make me do a spit. Take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm just going to start the way we usually start these. Give me your first first impression. Gut reaction. All right. The punch. So bear with me. This could get long. Yeah, that's fine. I'm rusty. I'm off. I got a lot of shit to say. Um, all right. So I went to the first screening, right? I have movie pass now, by the way. So I've seen it twice for free. All right. Um, first screening, I was bursting with at the seams with joy right like sitting in the theater mm. like you know there was like a little kid darth vader next to me and shit like it was cool man i was fucking stoked yeah. 
Um, my initial reactions, right? The movie starts. I watch it as it ends. I didn't cry once. Like, there's not wow. a Star Wars movie Rarity. that exists, even Rogue One, that if I watch right now today, I won't cry at least once, if not like several times. <laughs> like, even Force Awakens, I rewatched Force Awakens because this was my my concern. Right? Is is it just that I'm not that into the new characters? Like, maybe Force Awakens got me, right? And I cried the whole fucking movie. Because it was Star Wars again. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time in years Star Wars felt right. Right. You know, it wasn't the prequel debacle. You're like, this feels like Star Wars. You know, you can say what you want about Force Awakens, derivative, whatever. Um, That movie hits big moments really well. Yeah. So I was like, all right, maybe, you know, I'm not crying and it's an unfair knock because I just never bought into, you know, the new guys. I rewatched Force Awakens and I was still getting teary eyed. Like, I still cry. Right? It's fucking ridiculous. Like here here's a funny side note. Since I got movie pass, I'm watching all these fucking movies. Cause I have my mother in law in town. She's gonna watch a movie. I saw that movie Wonder. Oh with that really? little like uh yeah. deformed face kid. Mm-hmm. Also has like a really like nice little touching Star Wars stuff in it. Um I was the only one in the theater and I just fucking wept. Really? Like, I was just weeping by myself in the theater. <laughs> and at one point I I'm literally sitting there weeping, right? It's like one of these scenes like the 15th million scene where like something's going wrong for this family right. like really just like horrible horrible beat down of these families um and this usher walks in and he's whistling and twirling his little light staff no because he doesn't think anyone's in there and he scared the shit out of me and went <laughs> like, he looked at me and i must have like looked like a scared like mutant by like some dumpster just like weepy eye puffy face just you know, when I saw the light oh, and the look god. of just terror and disappointment on his face were. Oh, that's <laughs> so awesome! Oh my god. Anyways, divergence. But um, yeah. So I still buy in to these new characters, right? Like I liked Force Awakens and what it did. I don't know what it was about the Last Jedi, right? But the first time I left the theater, um, it just missed with me. Like it did not connect on any level. Like I didn't feel emotionally pulled into the characters. Right. Um, shockingly enough, like even Luke. And Leia didn't pull anything for me, especially Leia. You're like, this feels like a loaded gun in this movie. Like anytime she'll be on screen, it'll fucking melt me. Yeah. Um, it just didn't at all. So I left the theater. I was actually pretty disappointed in the flick. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, great. Here we go. Another fucking pod where we're the only ones that don't like a super popular movie. I was like, this is fucking Thor all over again. Oh, I got on Twitter. Yeah. And it is fucking madhouse in there. People it's crazy. fucking hate this movie. Yeah. And I saw today that on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the lowest rated Star Wars movie. It went two percentile below uh, Attack of the Clones, Mm -hmm. which let's just say on a base level, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's better than all the prequels. Absolutely. By a lot. (laughs) There's no way you can watch any of any of the newer, even like Rogue One, which I wasn't a big fan of. There's no way you can watch those movies and go, well, at least we got those prequels, you know, like no one ever goes back and thinks. Don't get me wrong. Rogue One is probably to me like one of the biggest misfires in the series. But just that last hour of the movie is better than everything yeah, the prequels did. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like a million times. <laughs> yeah, I'd go shorter. Last 15 minutes is better than the yeah. combined shorter, six hours. that Darth Vader scene yeah. is better than everything <laughs> in the prequel. Um, so, yeah, I didn't understand. And then I was kind of like, it made me rethink, right? Like, well, Jesus, I didn't, I don't think I hated it. Mm. But he didn't connect with me, but I didn't hate it. So I went back the next morning, right? I was going back with Amy and uh, Hunter. And I don't know if it's just the, I had my kid there and that's just fucking cool and fun right to see him taking in a star wars film is right. like it's an indescribable feeling um 
And then also my wife, like my wife really likes the new series. She loves Force Awakens and she watched Last Jedi and she fucking loved it. And so the second time I watched it, I found myself um, basking in more of the things this movie does well, right? Yeah. Um, and I think here's the problem, right? I think this movie has definite, enormous missteps and things that I think it did very poorly, right? Yeah. But what it does amazingly well is the best things that Star Wars can do. Yes. Um, so it really, it does much more right than it does wrong. I agree. Um, and to me, and this is what I said, right? Like, I left the second time. I was like, I think I fucking love this movie, man. I love what it is. Uh, despite all the flaws, I think there. The, what I realized is there's this inherent problem with Star Wars, right? Is that Star Wars just, unlike any other, like, books, movies, I mean, short of maybe, like, Harry Potter. Like, Harry Potter has the same effect in people's lives. Like, yeah. It's like an integral part of their existence, mm -hmm. right? Um, so there's this fucking kind of like toxic but unavoidable thing in Star Wars, right? Where you have self-authorship. Um, you feel personally insulted when something's not right in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, there's this high, high bar of expectation. And Force Awakens did this because they set up. There are these really interesting, cool mysteries that you guys have been f trying to figure out. Right. And like, you know, you, you expect certain things, right? And this movie doesn't do that. Um, so I think once you see it the first time, like there's just this unfair bar that star Wars always has to deal with. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think once you get past that and you know what it is the second time you're able to be like, well, I know this part of the movie is really fucking dumb. Right. But you know, I know that now I'm prepared. So then you start looking for the little things in it. Like, does it have these little like star Wars kind of moments? Right. right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's not fair to star Wars. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's part of the thing. Quit making Star Wars movies if you don't want, you know, these kind of like, yeah. that's why they make them is because they know we're all so invested and we'll go see them. I don't think it's then fair to turn around and be like, Star Wars fans are the worst because they expect a lot. It's like, it, that's your fault. Start part making fucking Star Wars movies. Yeah. And yeah, so this is the other thing too. Like, here's the Twitter hot take that I think is the dumbest is everyone's like, you criticize Force Awakens for being too much of a replicant and you make fun of Last Jedi because it's too different. You guys are impossible to please. No. And of all the criticisms I've heard, no one has criticized Last Jedi for being too different no. than a Star Wars movie. No, not at all. So it's pretentious to pretend that there aren't enormous fucking problems with this movie. As equally as pretentious and stupid as people saying we should shut down Star Wars and this is a prequel level mess. Like, yeah, not even close. I mean, I think it's, you know, the nature of where we are now. Everyone's got to take hot takes and be on yeah. extreme sides. This is a, a meteorically beautiful touching film yeah that has enormous foundational flaws Absolutely. I, I mean to I me it's a good star wars movie. yeah it's I, I agree good star wars i walked movie. out satisfied with my star wars experience and i think now more than ever that's really what you need to be asking for from star wars is like did you walk out satisfied from yeah. the experience because look no you can't lightning in a bottle does not strike twice like everyone knows this and no one walked into Empire Strikes Back because that's the benchmark. That's the benchmark for every single yeah. Star Wars fan ever is like Empire, greatest Star Wars movie ever. Nobody, especially Irving, Irving Kirshner, the guy who directed it, didn't walk in going, well, I'm going to make the best fucking Star Wars movie anyone's ever seen. He walked in going, I'm going to make a sequel to a really popular sci-fi fantasy yeah. film. Like that's, that's the benchmark everyone has to look at. So when you look at The Force Awakens, which is – Sort of the same way it was set up in 77. It was like, I have to make a sequel to a really popular science fiction fantasy film. How do you do that? 
Well, you can do one of two ways. You can make the ta- Attack of the Clones, or you can make The Last Jedi, which... Yeah. I th- or you can make The Godfather Part Two. No yeah. one's ever made The Godfather Part Two again. Yeah, and Force Awakens to their, you know, what ended up being the issue people took, right, is they did... They went the way of, we need to show that we respect and pay homage right. to Star Wars. Exactly. To get you back after the fucking debacle of the prequel. So a lot of people were mad at the derivative nature of Force Awakens. To me it was a calculated risk saying yeah. we want to show you guys that we're in for Star Wars, right? I think for Force Awakens there was just enough different where I was I mean I, I love that movie. Like I was I like engaged. It, yeah. Like it's one of those things like if you're not engaged I think it's very touching. Yeah, if you're not engaged with the Force Awakens like I, I you might not might not have a soul. Like <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Hyperbole and cheap shots already. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. But then, like, (laughs) but then if you go to The Last Jedi and you expect, what's weird is I feel like everyone walked in expecting a rehash of Empire. And when they didn't get it, they were kind of like, oh, I have to find something else to complain about. I'll actually push back on that. I. The thing that I keep hearing is how unique and bold this version is. I wouldn't. There are enormous chunks of this movie oh, yeah. that are equally as derivative as Force Awakens. I'm not saying it like, all if you that. You can look at a lot of big yeah. scenes in this movie. We've already seen yeah. those in Force Awakens. I'm not and saying, Jedi. and I'm not saying that like they've. They're, I'm not saying they're doing anything unique or anything like that. I I guess what I mean is just in general, I didn't feel I didn't feel like they were gunning for certain beats. They were just doing these beats because. That seems like the thing to do in these this kind of movie. Right. Like, it wasn't inorganic to me. Like yeah. I, like there's some things, and I think that was the pro- that's the problem with a lot of Force Awakens people who a lot of Force Awakens detractors who say like, oh, you know, it's just a rehash. I think it's because sometimes you view that stuff as inorganic story beats. Mm-hmm. Everything in this movie, outside of what we'll get to, that I didn't like. <laughs> there's which was a lot, not a lot, but you know, a decent amount. Outside of that, though, like there's beats that landed because that's just good storytelling. Like yeah. that's the way it goes, and I think that's something people seem to forget is like Star Wars is such a benchmark for so many different things. But overall, like you have to see Star Wars for what it is, which is like it's just great storytelling. Yeah. Like, well, uh, the way I heard it described, right, is that Star Wars is the best series at telling timeless tales. Yes. Right, and that's kind of that's kind of a great true. way to put it. Not, but again, I I would say. Probably not, because I would say it's like 50-50. Yeah. Like, Rogue One is not a timeless tale, nor is it very good. No, I'd it's say... It's a story, right? The prequels are bad, but, like, yeah. the main I, four, right? I'd the, say the concise yeah. story is, like... Yeah. The concise, star, the concise part of the Skywalker saga yeah. is classic storytelling. And I, yeah. Okay, so here's a question I'll ask you. How did you feel on just, like, an emotional level when you left? Did it engage you like Force Awakens or any of the other Star Wars movies? Did you feel invested at all? I was much more invested. I'll say, like, when I left Force Awakens, like, I was invested in the way everybody else was just like, wow, we got another Star Wars movie. But I think you need to go further than that and start really, like, now especially, you need to start investing yourself in these characters. And I walked out much more invested in Rey and Kylo's whole thing. Like, Mm -hmm. that was much more interesting to me than it was in the first one. Because in the first one, there's like they kind of have to be one-dimensional because you have to get through this story and set it off on the right path. So... Okay, Kylo Ren is sort of this like twisted evil like you know yeah. ex Jedi kind of thing, mm-hmm. and Rey is this lost wanderer like Luke. You're like, okay, cool, I get that. 
This one, I think, provided you with a little more provided you with a little more depth for these characters and a little more conflict. And like, I'm invested in those guys. Like, I walked out like I would watch another movie of those characters. I'd watch another movie of pretty much everybody other than probably like Finn. You know, it's weird. I left the theater and I don't know that I care at all what happens next. Like oh. that that was a weird takeaway for me. <laughs> right. As much as I, after the second time, I really found a lot I liked about this movie. Mm-hmm. I find myself serially uninterested like just choice by choice right like make a number give me serial numbers right right like your factory you know manifesto your factory here are the parts of star wars what do you care about anymore with any of these characters um (laughs) i'm at the point where i'm like i don't think anything well like that's the weird thing and i i think as we get through the list of stuff like we'll talk more about this but yeah i'm just i'm kind of i'm in that weird zone where like i really enjoyed this movie um after two screenings you know, it, it filled my heart with everything I wanted. I think I'm at the point. I don't know that I give a fuck about what comes next. Yeah. I, I don't know if I care about. This is strange. Like, I don't know if I care about from a story arc what comes next. I, I do want to know what happens with Ray and Kylo because I do think that's actually an engaging story. It's yeah, worth. See, I think pursuing. they made it an engaging story and kind of drown it by the end. Weirdly enough. And we'll talk about that. I will say what I am excited for is I I'm actually would be excited to see what Ryan Johnson does with his own trilogy that's not tied I am to too. The, the stuff that I exists. think that's something that's really interesting. And now that I've seen this movie, I yeah. get why they're asking him to do that. That guy can make a fucking Star he Wars He fucking movie. can do it. Right. Now, is this perfect? Is there a lot wrong with it? No and yes. Yeah. Like, right. Okay. But I'm excited to see what he would do. Like, yeah. what you can't take away, this is the most one of the most stunningly gorgeous Star Wars. Oh movies. my god, man! Like just the way that he fucking plays everything out. It's is so good. He does so many things. <laughs> like he does so many great like Ryan Johnson directorial things. But that man, just like he takes those Lucasy like the wipes. Like the mm-hmm. wipes is always the thing everyone like. It's always the thing you notice, and it's the thing that pursues or sorry, not pursues, but persists through Star Wars movies. Is like, how do you make that work? And he just like nails it every time, and like yep. that's like something that can border on parody a lot. And he yeah. does such a good job, just like taking the old, taking his own thing, and making this movie just that oh, yeah. whole the whole uh, scene where Haldo goes to light speed through Snoke's mm-hmm. ship. You're like, like that, just like 15 seconds of dead air. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, dude, that is like yeah. that's some really cool filmmaking. No, yeah, his failures in this movie, I think, are almost exclusively screenwriting. Yeah, not directing. no, all, almost entirely. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's jump in. Right. I wrote uh, one of the things I was fucking like stunned by is how adult this movie is. Yeah. Like in the age of Marvel, where Marvel and even like Jurassic Park, right? Like Jurassic Park used to be like, oh, here's a really interesting adult like narrative. Like, beware about this and that. Um. Now it's just for kids. Yeah. It's like babies playing with toys, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Marvel movies are babies playing with toys. Justice League seems like they've decided now, oh, we need to do more of the action figure thing, bring in the kids. Yeah. Um, this is a fucking movie for adults. Yeah, absolutely. And it has a lot of shit in there to appease kids, like Porgs and BB-8 and whatever yeah. the fuck. Um, and just in general, like awesome fucking naval space fights. Yeah. But this movie has real adult themes, and it has real um, adult characters dealing with, you know... Um, a troubling world and a troubling moment Absolutely. in time. And, and to me, like I said, do they get it right all the time? No. But I'm I'm impressed that – because a lot of people are shitting on Disney, right? Like, oh, they Mickey Mouse did. Yeah, this like – That's not the case. This that is a real fucking Disney-fied thing that everyone complains about, I didn't get that at all. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of that going on. Like, I don't know many Disney movies that talk about how it's not just about good and evil. It's actually kind of 
a melding of the two and like yeah like that's something like an uncle killing a nephew a suicide yeah. mission like there's like a lot of there's like, a lot of heavy shit, shit in there that kids yeah, can't should this kid blow his mom out of a spaceship like there's like real fucking that's like intense shit there man. are good good and true uh emotional beats in this so yeah. i i was super fucking pleased with that and impressed um I don't know. It's it's so hard. Like I've got like this list of like eight I'll, million things. Like, I'll what's say something this: like something that I really liked, and this is I, I know that this. I don't. I don't know. I really liked the stuff on Acto with uh, Luke and Ray. Like I actually think I think this version of Luke Skywalker, like the older Luke Skywalker, sort of like the way I like older Batman. Mm-hmm. Older Luke Skywalker did 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 it for me this time. Like I like that he also is not just he's not just hiding out because he's like well you know. I failed. He's hiding out because like, I don't want to be a part of, I don't want to be a part of the force anymore. Like that's a huge thing. Yeah. And that was something that I was just like blown away by in the story is like Luke, not just, it's not that Luke doesn't want anyone to find out where he is. Cause he doesn't want to be a Jedi. He doesn't want to be a part of the force. Yeah. Like, he's literally shutting himself off from everything. And I'm like, that's some heavy emotional shit, which and, is weird. Cause he's at the root of the force. Exactly. Man, but, like, yeah. so that's sort of the strange thing is like is the conflict in Luke about who he is and what he wants to be going mm-hmm. forward is something that I really liked about the story. Like what it gave, what it gave like the general mood of the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's the best Luke Skywalker movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I was fucking blown away with what they did. Now, a lot of people were like, Oh, that fishing scene is fucking stupid. And this and that. I'm like, Oh my god! Like, all right, get out of there. Who there. cares? You know, like, like the milking yeah. thing. Like, if I give you like a fucking tray of brownies and there's like a leaf in there, you'd be like, "Well, that's weird. Why is there a fucking leaf in there?" It's like, eat around it. Yeah, eat the fucking brownies around <laughs> it. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I did something nice. Just, just relax. <laughs> I, I won't. I, I don't know, man. I just, I'm with you, man. I thought there's a beautiful thing that occurred in this movie, and I will say this: I do think one of the things I did not love about what they did with Luke and Ray. Because I'm like, I seem to remember Jedi training being a little more strenuous than uh, just meditate. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you got it. You'll figure right. this out. <laughs> just go fucking face the Empire First Order. You're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I knew we weren't going to do Padawan braids and shit, but I'm like, maybe like a couple force push-ups or yeah. something. Like, Would it kill you? On, train a little. Just... Right? Yeah, like, I get it. Ray was like in the desert. Like, see, that's the weird thing, right? Because what they did was... They they brought back the beautiful philosophy of the force, right? Mm-hmm. And the scene where he's like, "What do you feel?" Yeah, and that this is one of those Rian Johnson things that you have to be so pleased with, right? Is like the cut of like the island and love and violence mm-hmm. and like it was a beautiful, beautiful moment in the movie. Um, I loved all that shit, right? It's so fucking touching and great. And then even Yoda and Luke sitting at the burning tree, right? As they're awesome. burning the original text. Of it gave the me chills, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's everything I always felt about the Force, right? I loved it. But then they they added this beat that kind of negates all that, right? Where it's like, uh, th- there's this weird concept of as Kylo Ren grows, his equal in the light will grow. So you're like, yeah. oh, so Rey's just getting like secondhand power level because yeah. Kylo Ren's training hard? I'm like, that kind of sucks. Doesn't really, I didn't yeah, and I'm like, yeah. And just because she has like a lot of force power inside of her, she can just fight with lightsabers. Yeah. Like those guards would fucking take her apart. And then, it, but it's just like, it's this basic, while they're telling us, forget Metachlorians, right? Forget all that shit. We're back to like the beautiful philosophy of, you know, let the force nurture your soul, right? Like whatever your soul contains, the force can exponentially increase that yeah. good or bad, right? But there's also still like, you know, some uh, bloodline to this. Like, you get lucky or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of that. Yeah. 
Like, either you're born, you know, uh, a rich-ass fucking person with parents, you live in a penthouse, or you, you know, you eat scraps. Yeah. Like, it's, either or. So, I, the, while they're telling us the Force is this this beautiful thing again, there's still, like, a... But Ray didn't earn a lot of this. Yeah. She does by... She has a good soul. I don't think she's a Mary Sue or whatever that fucking Landis was saying, right? No. Like, she she's a good person who does right and is tough by her environment, but she does not do anything to actually increase her standing with the force or as a Jedi, which I I wanted some of that. I wanted her to to get in touch with that through some training. I liked that. There's a like, there's a scene like right after she's done meditating, like when he gets towards, when she gets towards that pit, which is basically the cave allegory from empire, Mm -hmm. which like, that was the thing i was like wow really we are doing the cave allegory again huh like it's the one thing like it's really cool to see pretty cool moment though it's a cool moment (laughs) but it's a great moment and i think that was the thing i liked the most is while she's meditating she sees that and that was the beat that i was like oh that is fucking like kind of that's really kind of rich is luke after she comes out of the trance luke is like you didn't even hesitate you dove right in didn't you like he sees like i think i like that he sees the potential and his growth, like from his growth as a master, is like mm-hmm. her potential of like exploration and not being afraid. Like that's like something that I think is really interesting. And you realize, like, oh, she actually can tap into like two sides of this for herself. But also, Luke has to grow as Luke has to grow as a Jedi and say, like, I want the Jedi to end, but I also can't be afraid of the fact that there's another side of this that right. everyone can tap into. Like, there's. There's a lot of, like, that was great little, like, subtextual stuff. Yeah. No, to me, that was some of the best stuff in the movie, for sure. What I like is that they kind of turned, like, the prequel Jedi into, like, Scientologists. Yeah. Like, running oh, around I there, like, that. metachlorian e-meters and shit yeah. and all these rules. And they're, like... That was great. And Luke's, like, their fucking legacy is failure. Yeah. Like, look at all the shit they fucked up. And when he says that out loud, you're, like, yeah, they, they did kind of I suck. loved it. Like, they should have been a lot better. It was so <laughs> awesome, like, to hear him, like, go down the laundry list of yeah. shit. You're, like, wow, the Jedi fucking yeah, suck. Yeah, fucking Qui-Gon Cruz over there really fucking blew it, didn't <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, You've been hanging out of that yeah. one. <laughs> no, actually... Just, just popped in. Just popped in? Nice. That's welcome. off the cuff. Goodness. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. Uh, no, so I, I liked that part. Um, and I liked the concept of Luke, like, while he is so fucking angry at the Jedi, he can't lose it because that's all of him. Yeah. Right? Um, but what he needs, what he needed to learn and what I think he did, right, is, like, I, I, don't, I don't have a love affair anymore with the Jedi, right? Like, it all seems wrong. Mm-hmm. But he re-falls in love with the concept of the Force, right? Yeah. That That's a beautiful moment. Again, I think I think it's undercut a bit by the fact that, you know, like, when Luke Skywalker has it, it's because, oh, I'm a Skywalker, so of course I'll be good with the Force. But, you know, he trains in yeah. the first movie. You know, you don't see all of his training, but you see some training, right? He trains through a lot of Empire. We know that he's trained again, you know, yeah. before Jedi, so... To me, there is just I wanted a little bit of, like literally Ray's just there kind of come on, come with us, come with us, come with us. And then she just. All right. Well, I guess like you're equally as powerful as, you know, Kylo Ren. So yeah. you don't need to train. You know, they kind of have like philosophical debates, but there's no actually like harnessing her skills, which I thought was weird. But in the long run, it doesn't really bother me because they got the concept of the force like they wrestled it back. Yeah. And I like that. I love yeah. that part of it. They movie. wrestled it back from this like very weird. I think Scientology is a great way to great great yeah. great to put it. They did wrestle it back from this sort of really arcane Jedi way of thinking about stuff. And it's more. It's not about who's special. It's about who. 
it's not about your midichlorian count. Mm-hmm. It's about who is willing to be in touch with the things around them through their emotions. Yeah. And that was really something interesting. Which is why, and, and I think that would have been extrapolated by showing Ray trying to will herself towards the force. Right? Yeah, it feels like just something she has. And she even said, "I've I've always had it, and now it's awake." Right. Almost as if she's a passenger to this force gift. Right. Yeah. I, I wanted to see her take more ownership of her own path. Well, and I. Um, but again. But I also think that's kind of, but I also feel like that's kind of what the ending's about. Like when Leia's sitting there, she's like, we have all we need. Like that's her sort of, she's sitting there with Luke's broken lightsaber. And it's sort of what it's about is like her saying, this is my path. Like my path is to not necessarily be on the right side of history or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what's come before. And I think that's, what's interesting about the movie and especially the way it ends is it's not about who's right or wrong. It's about, I don't know how I don't know how to put it properly. Like I still have I've I thought about it a lot last night. Well, it's night. the Benicio del Toro thing. Like you'll blow them up today, yeah. they'll blow you up tomorrow. Like it's just a cycle. It's a business, right? right. Like, that's what Star Wars has been on a very meta level, right? Um, you know, and I think what this I think that ending is just saying like, like obviously a huge portion of the movie is we're going to burn down all of Star Wars. Yeah, I think the unfortunate addition is that you light a wildfire to destroy all the star wars foundations mm-hmm. to make something new they caught force awakens in there too which i think was a, a negative in the movie yeah. um but yeah i think what they're saying is like look we got all the pieces we got a jedi yeah. and we got you know poe of pilot and we've got leia and all this shit and yeah. i i don't again i i don't like that at the end ray's just like lifting giant rocks like it's a fun little throwback joke but like again you're kind of minimizing this yeah, this kind of greater philosophical version of the force, but but I feel but anyways, like oh, they did more good than bad, yeah. and, that, and I think that's kind of the overall defense like, I'll do with the movie. Right? I feel like Ray doing that and her whole journey to to the end of the movie because she starts as she starts very much the way she started in Force Awakens, which is just inexperienced, and as she goes further and as she gets closer to Kylo mm. and all this stuff, I feel like where the character's going is. I think I feel like a third movie of a lot of training is in due. Like yeah. maybe she goes off on her own because I think that's something that they never do in the original series, which is Luke's rarely uh, like Luke has the opening of Jedi. He's mm-hmm. on his own. Like clearly he's like hermited himself a little bit to become a better yeah. Jedi. And I think that's probably what you're going to see a little bit going into this third movie. And perhaps it's a time frame problem, right? Cause yeah. the, the B story, or I guess it's the A story, right? The, the lifeboat story. Oh God. Is, is, that, on, re- is, is that really the a, a story? I mean, maybe, maybe I would, I, <laughs> I, to me, that's the a story. Like that's, what's moving the entire fucking plot. Forward, right. Right. Um, <laughs> the lifeboat thing. So it's like, that is on such a, a weird ticking clock. Right. Yeah. And to me, again, that's one of the biggest problems with the movie is the time discrepancies. This sets up that it seems like Jay Ray. I mean, Ray is not long enough or there on the Island long enough to train properly. Like we do see her with the lightsaber, mm-hmm. um, but we don't know how long she's there. She could have been there a long time before. I mean, I don't know. Do you think she's there for like a week? Is it months? I think she's uh, there. Maybe for... she's training a lot more. But then we also see like, so we know it feels really short because of the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. And then it feels even shorter because half of the time on her island, Luke won't even acknowledge her. Yeah. So you don't know what she's doing or how she's training there. It's such a strange thing. But like, this is a Star Wars problem in general. Like, I... They never they never specify how long you assume Luke's on Dagobah for what like yeah. six months maybe or something like that like you have to <laughs> given that he fucking learned how to lift rocks almost lifted an X wing yeah. out you'd hope that he's there for a while 
Because he couldn't, when he lands, he can't do any of that shit. Yeah. So you hope he's there for a while, but then that means that six months have gone by of, like, asteroid fields and living in Cloud well, City and all that shit. This is another big problem, right? Like, when she says she's from Jakku, no one should know where that is. Right. Like, I live in California, right? I probably, like, if it's more than, like, two hours away from me, I mean, less than 20% chance right. I know where it is, unless it's, like, Sacramento or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, no one would know where the fuck Jakku is. Yeah. Um, you can't just be like, hey, we're going to jump out of the light both in this little ship, fly to a fucking Vegas system. Yeah. You know, Space Vegas, wherever the fuck that is, do a mission and fly back in 16 hours. I Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's Star Wars problem, right? About well, yeah, how well, far, like, even at light speed, it would take you a long still fucking time you a to long travel. Time. Like, like, so you throw that out, right? Throw all that shit out. But you're like, to me, it's it's not fair necessarily to, like, use that as a critique but i mean just based on film theory how film works the way you present time right. in your film does affect how we well they get there things. they get the, so they get to space casino at night let's not do that let's get to that later but no like <laughs> but i know but like the time dilation is really difficult because i i also i have a problem with that like it's a main it's a problem i have with a lot of star wars movies like how long is it how light speed is supposed to be point A to point B and like that. Which so, it's not. Which it's not. It takes actually <laughs> quite a while. It takes it takes seven minutes from light from our sun to hit it's Earth, like, I think, right? It's like driving on it's like driving on surface streets in LA to avoid the freeway. Like that's <laughs> like <laughs> like that's how I feel like sometimes they treat light speed travel. I'm like are we just like, are we just taking, we're taking the Mulholland so we can avoid the 405 little yeah. inside LA joke. For I have a buddy there. who's like super like sci-fi, like science nerd guy. Yeah. I should ask him like, how fucking far? Like if I was going like, what's the equivalent from like here to like Indiana in America, right? <laughs> I'm going to LA to Indiana. It's like 40 hours. What's like the space equivalent of that? That's gotta be like three years. We gotta ask. It should take years to travel from yeah. these. But anyways, again, it's not necessarily a fair critique. But time is one of the essential pillars of how narrative yeah. film plays out. Right. And I think, Star, especially this movie, because this is one of the first ones where they built in such a distinct countdown clock. Yeah. That then time oh, becomes yeah. a much bigger deal. Um, I don't think they've ever had one before. No. Other I mean, you, you, had, you had the Death Star traveling yeah. to, like, again, that's like, how guess, long would it take the Death Star to travel across galaxies to get to Yavin? Yeah, I was Yavin saying, Four, a moon. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the Death Star moves so slowly to literally get around yeah. a planet to hit Yavin Four. I mean, what the Rebels really would have done on Yavin Four is they've been like, everyone, start fucking now, fuck everyone, <laughs> and they would just breed an army of billions of Rebels by the time the Death Star could get there. It'd be like generations later, like fuck everyone, nah, fuck. dude. They, they, you would fuck until you couldn't fuck. And they then got you would time, work man. And build ships. And by the time the Empire got there, they'd be like, they got more ships. They got five Death Stars. They've been fucking so much. They got a whole crew. They mined this whole fucking system. Nah, man. They don't have time. Re <laughs> Re Rebelin's tough, tough business. Yeah. They ain't got time for fucking. It does feel like it has almost the problem of like when I watch Gravity, I'm like, this is like a space trailer park. Like everything's just yeah. right by you. That like, was something that. Oh, my, my trailer blew down. I better walk next door. I remember watching Star that Wars movie and Neil deGrasse Tyson went on Twitter after the movie. He goes, just so everyone knows, like it's not like a cul-de-sac. Everything's spread yeah. out. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, bless that anyway. is what has always bothered me about stars. I'm like, Death Star is what takes so long. Like, who's in danger of the Death Star in Jedi? Yeah. Like, the Ewoks. That's it. That's it. Everyone else, 
you hear the Death Stars coming, you just start fucking. You <laughs> fucking, fucking, fucking make an entire huge army. Who knows what you could do? It'd be hundreds of millions of years. <laughs> you just fuck your way into a new empire. That's my oh, theory. Oh, man. Um, all else? right, so we talked about Rey, but now we add in Kylo, right? So, yeah. like, to me, the, the star element of this movie is Rey and Kylo. I oh, loved yeah. what they fucking me did. Me too. I love that... Um... The kind of like force drift, the mind bridge. Them. It was pretty yeah. cool. Like that was great. That was a lot of nice beats. Other than like one stupid joke that they should not have had in there, where it's like shirts off. I'm like, there's yeah. no reason. Like, there's no reason for that. But like the jokes were really not good in this one. No, they weren't. Like the jokes were they. That's why I wrote down at one point because I, <laughs> I remember our talk with Sage, right? And I'm like, it's not quite bathos. No, but I'm like, it's it's a point where like you're noticing the jokes because yeah. they're almost all bad. Like a couple of them are beats where, and again, look, this is something everyone needs to like calm the fuck down about, by the way, star Wars has always made jokes. Han Lots Solo, jokes. Han Solo like laughed through the whole first movie, by the yeah. way, like the, the whole thing where they're in the detention center is like, how are you like that kind of stuff? They've always made jokes, but I do think that some of this stuff, they've never made jokes, make jokes at the expense of like, landing a beat like and i don't think this movie did that necessarily i don't think it does a lot but it sometimes does like i just don't think the the jokes are as good yeah and harrison ford like that's a fucking good actor there's a lot of dad jokes he fucking he lands it yeah this one is kind of a lot of dad jokes like a lot of like (laughs) a lot of like i'm a dad i do not condone the jokes in this movie Now that I'm in uh, the dad delegation, true, is, yeah, is putting our, our mark against these. Jokes. You've got you got you got to you got to up the ante here, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought what they did with Kylo and Rey, and this is something I took away from the movie, right? Like, I think Empire Strikes Back has become the most beloved Star Wars movie because it's the movie that adds so much fucking depth. Like, the first movie is kind of here are base level archetype characters on a journey, right? Yep. Empire freezes that. And it adds so much depth to every fucking character. Like, the reason we love Star Wars like we do today is because of what Empire did to me. I don't know that as a sequel, this movie accomplishes that same goal, right? Like, I don't think it adds a lot of depth to very many characters. No. I would say Luke Skywalker for sure, and then Kylo and Rey all get the Empire treatment, right? I think... Because like you said, the, the, the the Force mind bridge, the drift, whatever... It's a beautiful way for them to have these intimate moments that they couldn't have if they're face to face because you would just be fighting. Yeah. Or you'd be on, uh, you know, Death Star number eight or whatever. Like, right. the, that's a brilliant, beautiful way. And it also shows Kylo Ren, he has a moment to disarm himself, right? Mm-hmm. And, and expose some of his truer feelings. And, oh, no one knows what happened between me and Luke. Like, you know, let me tell my side. Like, it kind of yeah. has that beautiful fucking uh, Yojimbo thing or whatever. Yeah. Or what was it? Yojimbo or Rashomon? Rashomon? Anyways, whatever. Yeah, it's called. Rashomon. It was, it was... But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of, like, what they did with those characters, and, and that's what I wish the movie had more of, right, is that those fucking characters benefit so much from the stillness of that island. Yeah. Um, That the rest of the movie could have done and didn't. Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, again, everything that happens on an island is just so paramount to, like, me caring about the movie. Like, it's I, the only part. It's the part that I <laughs> care the most about, and it's the part that I was so engaged in. And, yeah, the mind what bothers me, great. I didn't give a fuck about anything that wasn't on that island, essentially. I didn't either. Like, That's I really, part. like, I... Because really, when you think about it, okay, the, the, the Finn and Rose stuff just annoyed the crap out of me. There's no... It literally has no plot relevance other None. than to bring Captain Phasma back... 
for like what yeah. 10 minutes yeah. that's it like it's the only reason the thing they tried to accomplish didn't even get accomplished well it's like yeah it's it's weird because it, it derails the plot yeah in a way right it's like here's this huge offshoot that doesn't and the thing that bothers me is that if you're gonna do that i liked rose that was a very heartwarming she's a great character like, man you bond with her so immediately in the wake of this tragedy and you know, she wants to do good, and she sees this hero of the rebellion yeah. like as an actual man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that in this movie, right? Really like, people cool. People become legendary stories, and then you see them as they are. And I was like, that's fucking great. And I was like, but why do the the Space Vegas? Because the other thing, when they're at Space Vegas, there's no actual nothing happens that helps me understand or grow with the character. Yeah, right? I don't get. At one point, Rose is like, I always wanted to see a horse because I was once a poor maybe slave. I couldn't tell. Maybe indentured servant, it, like whatever that the was, fuck she was. That was super buried in the text, by the way. Like, yeah. and not subtextual, just like buried in text. Like, I wasn't sure what she was getting at. Something like, wasn't good. Are you saying you were <laughs> abused? Or <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know that it. I maybe that exists only to give us that last moment with the kids. Again, I thought it was. I thought it was an enormous misstep because mm-hmm. to me it completely derails. And here's the other thing: I like. The ticking clock of the fleet trying to escape and running out of fuel. Yeah. I think that's a really fucking cool device for the story. When you pull me out, right? Like, hey, we're just going to dip, fly yeah. across the system, and come back to do a fucking stupid mission that makes no sense. Makes no sense. Doesn't now work. Now what it All does, right, is you put me in this pressure cooker of the ship. Like, how are we going to escape? Like, the whole resistance is here. Yeah. But then you're constantly taking me to where the, like, heroes of the resistance are elsewhere. Right? And so Space Vegas makes me like that's the biggest problem with the the fleet escaping is that and i don't know if it's because we left the fleet so many times i didn't feel concerned yeah you don't feel like there's actually a lot at stake you're like and and maybe this is unfair knowing what we know you're like all right leia's not gonna make it out no so like i'm not worried about her right you're like i doubt they'll kill poe and you're like and finn and ray aren't there so like i don't really care about what happens to that fleet at all but to me i think there's something if you're going to do that kind of like pressure cooker movie right where it's like we're on this fleet we have nothing we're running out of fuel we have to find a way to survive keep them in that fucking fleet right like rose can tell us everything she told us on vegas they didn't show us anything they just told us stuff you can do that while trying to fix the ship yeah i actually thought that what i I, what i think they should have just done is sent them undercover to the ship like they shouldn't have done any of the like go get the hacker or whatever They should have just gone to the ship and like, well, what about do the old like fucking turn off the power drift close to the armada? Exactly. Get on the ship. Why wasn't (laughs) I thought like I figured. I don't know. Like we're trying to fucking science our ships into getting away. Like that's what I mean. Like just give us something that feels like it fits in. You set up this really fucking cool plot device. Yeah. And it feels like all they did was like people are just running away from the cruiser. Yeah. And you're like that. That seems to not be in line with what you're doing. And especially because. The stuff on Space Vegas was so fucking long. Yeah, it took it, way it, too it's long. It's just long. It didn't captivate me with the characters. Um, and again, I bought into Rose before we left. Yeah, I was in. Like, I didn't need that, right? That. So speaking that of me. that, her that. Oh man, that opening scene too. The opening space battle with her sister on the bomber. Yeah, it's like this is fucking filmmaking man like you want to see a master class watch yeah. fucking ryan johnson it's fucking film dope but again it has like the time issue yeah. like i think the way ryan johnson played with time in this movie didn't work all the way for me no not all the way it's like 60 percent there i'm gonna get back to that dreadnought battle because it's a huge fucking example of something i want to talk about for sure 
Uh, let's stay where we're at, yeah. right? So I thought Finn was super flat. I'm I'm to the point now. I don't know why Finn's even in these movies. Yeah, I didn't understand why <laughs> I we walked out. And He's I, the most useless fucking yeah. character. In I the turned movie. to Andrea. I was like, "Why is John? Is are they, did they just cast John Boyega? Like they're like, well, you got a three movie contract. We'll just we'll throw him <laughs> somewhere. I mean, you were in the first one. You should still you, should you should stick around, I guess. Like I if, again, I think he would have been better served not going off campus. Like, there's nothing about what he did that made made a difference. Like, his thing is supposed to be with Captain Phasma, and clearly also matters not to Captain any of the Phasma plot. is the second most useless. Like, there's this is the weird thing I was telling you. Like, what are the characters that actually mattered to this film? It's you You're already like, you listed them. It's they're, like they're Ray, three. Kylo, Luke, and Aldo. I guess like those are like the three or Haldo, Aldo, whatever the fuck it is. You're like, so there's like three or four people that mattered. Everyone else could have not been in the movie or just been an extra. Yeah. Like, that's how fucking Those, crazy this movie That's is. the story. So that means, but then you got to look at that. That means, that means that's the A plot and that's the B plot. That means everything else, including Casino Night, could have just been fucking Casino's stricken the from the record. Casino's biggest fucking waste of time. But that's, that's, it is what it is. Like, he yeah. made it, he made a choice. Again, I think it's just that it's, it's kind of the weird, like the way they make TV now is. We need everyone to have their story beat all yeah. the time. This one just didn't matter. Right? I think it's the first and time I've when seen... When you saw Empire, right? The B-plot of Empire is Han and Leia on a ship, Hooking trying up. to escape. They can't go to hyperdrive, so they're close to a fleet. Sounds familiar. Um, but it works. Like Everything that happens on that ship adds yeah. so much depth to their romance, their forbidden love, and you know they have this fucking tension, and... It, it's just great, and it I sets think, up everything on Bespin. Like that's yeah, not what happens. I with think this the movie. chase in Empire versus the chase in Jedi. I think that's the difference. Is like the chase in Empire, first off, had a few more stops. It wasn't just this like constant mm -hmm. like the ticking clock in that one was much more like let's not die yeah. rather than we have a certain amount of time. And until they were we stops die. on the lifeboat, not yeah. hey, let's fucking run over here and come. Back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until they, were, they get to Bespin there. Yeah. Until they get to Bespin, that's when they actually like stop and like do Reset. other shit in the plot. Yeah. Other than that though, like they were on an asteroid and that, that kind of stuff. So I think there's, it's just, do you think lacking that, some do you that. think that Vegas beat pays off and Rose and Finn at the end? No, I don't either. You could have done it. You literally could have done. Okay. If you wanted to keep Rose and Finn in the movie, you literally could have done it. Just, I just, just send again, him straight to the he, ship. He made a decision. I'm not going to shit on him for that. I just not feel like all. it was a bad decision. I just think there's, he's right in the fucking movie, man. That's right. fine. It's his movie, but there's better choices to make for those I, two I didn't, I didn't buy into that. In I agree. Way. So, you know, Space Vegas was a huge... And that's the other thing. You're like, cut that shit out, dude. That's a two-hour movie. Yeah. Like, oh, fucking God. Thank you. Like, I would I, be so stoked. I also just like... <laughs> the Benicio Del Toro thing, I was like... I, what did you think of Del Toro, man? Because I thought it was... I don't understand his whole character seems to be making the point right of this war is pointless. Yeah. But none of that fucking matters. All they set up in the end is that of course we'll still fight. We're the resistance. Yeah. The Sparta. Like, all right. <laughs> and I'm like, so we didn't learn anything from del Toro. Just, I feel like Benicio del Toro did a great porky pig impression. And then past that, I was yeah. just kind of like, this is the other thing that makes me I mad. Right. When he hands her necklace back, mm -hmm. you're like, Oh God, he's like the, he's like a good guy undercover. Right. It's yeah. like an Aladdin. He's a diamond in the rough. Right. Like, He's now going to be good yeah. and do something heroic. He doesn't. And then he's just a dick. You're I'm like, going to get to this point. Got it. I will briefly say I also think Poe's story was kind of equally unengaging and didn't add much to his character. It's like, I get it. You fly a lot and you're good at flying. And when you're not in a flying ship, you're not very good. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Is that the whole fucking story? I, Here, here's something that I think right. the movie faces more. And I think this movie has a big 
problem with letting heroic moments land. Yeah. So, okay, so here's here's what I thought about. We got a whole movie where Leia never gets to confront Ben. Mm-hmm. That felt like a missed opportunity, right? And especially, and again, this could also be unfair because maybe that was coming and you just, now we can't have that. Yeah. So maybe not a fair gripe, but I'm like, why would she not get the moment she had with Luke or Han had with him? Or, right. Like those moments matter, man. Um, Here's an, <laughs> just trying to think like, like when they did Finn, right? Like what's the best moment in the movie to you? The best moment? It's Aldo flying into the fleet. Like that is a fucking heroic it's an, moment. It's a beautiful moment. It's cinematic. It's a She's killer. The spark, right. I mean, it's very rare you get like. It's just a killer punctuation on oh the second God. act. It's like just, it's boom. the shit. That is it's one awesome. of the best moments ever in Star. Like I get chills just thinking about. It. Yeah. Fucking outstanding. Why? It's a heroic fucking deed. It's, it's a, a heroic decision. So Del Toro never gets a heroic moment. Ray and Kylo Ren are staring down Snoke. Right. So Kylo Ren is like. I can make the right choice. He kills Snoke. Yeah. But it's not a heroic way to kill him. He, like, sneaks his ass. Yeah. And then they kill everyone, and they're like, wait a sec, let's fight again. Yeah. So it's not heroic. I uh, Even Finn, right? Finn gets a moment to finally do something in this series, right? He's flying into the Death Star again. God. But again, you're like, wait, we already did this beat. So it's not a great beat, but it's heroic. Like, I actually was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, Finn, good for you. Yeah. They're not going to win. My training's not going to overtake me, right? Like... I will fucking fight back. Like, he's the resistance, right? I'll throw myself against this unstoppable force because I now have something to believe in. Right. And Rose just fucking stops him because she wants a boyfriend. And she she utters the most naive, stupid line, which is, we won't win by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. And again, I'm not going to critique that enormously because I think for her character, it makes sense. Yes. Like, in the grand scheme of reality, you're like, that is really fucking dumb. (laughs) And it does seem like you just took away Finn's heroic moment so that she can have a moment that is not very heroic, right. somewhat self-serving, and well, she wants a boyfriend. To unpack that a little further, had Finn, like honestly, that moment right there, I was like, oh, God, John Boyega's done with this series. He's I like, thought that, too. Like, oh, my God. I was God. like, Pacific Rim must be the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like watching, like, oh, dude, John Boyega's out. Like, he's about to, like... He's going to pull a Han and, like, die yeah. the hero's death. Like, this is kind of cool. Do you think I'm unfair, though? Do you think that that's a heroic moment for Rose that I just don't accept? I think it's a heroic moment. For, I, I don't know if it's a heroic. I feel like heroism is a tough thing for that character. Like, I don't know if it's heroic. See, I think I, she's super fucking I, heroic. I don't, think, moment, it's, I don't think it's a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. I don't think it's okay. like... I don't think it's a give you me... You think that's an unfair critique? I do think it's okay. unfair. I don't think it's a give me a kiss goodnight thing. I think what it is is... <laughs> Sorry, I, love that. so good. I, I think I think what I think what it is more is like it's to show the difference between it's to show the difference between like yes Finn was willing to sacrifice himself but Rose was also willing to sacrifice for Finn like it's so it's you, to show Finn that it's not about heroism's not just heroism's not just self sacrifice right it's yeah. not just get out there and shoot shit exactly so, okay so it does work for you as because a heroic that's, thing then because. That's also you think, you think Finn's decision is heroic, and that by taking the finale away, it doesn't undercut his willingness. No, because I think it gives him it gives him motivation to move. On. I think it gives him motivation to move on. And now Rose being injured or whatever happened to her if she died, I can't really I don't yeah. really know. Like her going down and saying and saying that you know very obvious and kind of corny line, but it works for her character. It makes sense for her character. I'll sure. give you that. That's but true. her saying that to him maybe kind of helps him click maybe something clicks in him and he's like this isn't about me well now he might not just fucking be Ray's 
fucking jock holder. He might actually have something to do in the goddamn story. We'll see. I mean, the like, is he only there Phasma's to fucking gone. fight one stormtrooper? Phasma movie is and- gone. Like, there's literally no point for him to be in the movie anymore. <laughs> Like I thought that he was going to go carry... back and be the new Fazbear. Should have picked up her broken helmet and put it on. I thought that was going to like persist. Cool. <laughs> and poor Gwendolyn Christie, like she's a great actress, and she literally has had like Captain Phasma's the biggest fucking. Waste. What do you think? Like I thought for a second guess... when they like shot her, yeah, she just stood. I'm like, oh my god, she's going to be badass finally. No, no, she's just useless as fuck. But I, I mean, like, give me the over under here. Boba Fett useless. Give me the over under like three minutes of screen time, maybe like total. Probably right at right like right three at, minutes, yeah. three minutes of total screen time, thirty seconds. She's there of plot for relevance. one really cool moment, right? Where yeah. it's, you've always been scum, and he says rebel scum, and I was like, "That's fucking cool. Nice. That's Burn. fucking. I've always Burn. dreamed of fucking beating someone <laughs> yeah, in a fight right? and saying something like that." <laughs> so like corny, yes, but that gets me. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this gets to the bigger point, right? Of I don't know why I give a shit about Poe or Finn going forward, and they right. kind of backtracked on Kylo and Ray, so. There's just not a lot for me to care there's, about looking forward. There's something that really irked me, oh, actually. I but. forgot. One more. The biggest moment where they undercut heroism was Luke Skywalker. Yes. What'd you think about? To me, when he even said, what do you think? I'm going to go face down the Empire with my fucking laser sword of the First Order? Oh, yeah. I was like, of course he's not going to do it. But when he did that and he survived the gunfire, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. You're like, lit. He's so fucking strong. This shit's lit. And then, and then I, at the end, when you find out he's just a fucking, like, mirage, I was like, well, that's not heroic. Like, he's not in actual danger. Well, there's two things <laughs> I thought about. He's in literally no danger. Two things I thought about that. One, I was like, I don't think that's Luke. Because, like, he looked like he did in the flashbacks. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty like, sure. He looked like the guy who's like, man, I just got divorced. I'm trying to, like, re-pick up chicks. <laughs> I, got, I got my one-bedroom apartment in Toluca Lake. Someone I come. got my studio. I re-hung up my fucking Pixies posters. Like, I hope kids still like the Pixies. <laughs> yeah. He, like, I, I was like... When he held when he held Leia's hand, I was like, I don't know if that's Luke, but uh, I'm not even gonna get into that. Like, I, I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Like, it's cool to see. And then, like, yeah, the it's bla- a fucking Wild West showdown. The blasters go off, and he's still there. Like, oh shit, dude, it oh, is man. about to go off. And yeah. then, like him and like the stare down between him and Kylo, and you finally get to see. Like, this is the other thing too. Is you know, in the '80s, like it's very tough to do some of those fight scenes, and like the guy, like God bless Dave Pre- David Prowse, but like, fuck, man it is really hard to probably run around in that Darth Vader costume. So like to get to see Luke finally like be a fucking lightsaber master was awesome. Like there yeah, was some cool but shit. Not in only that. that, like there's an important moment in that, right? Where Yoda says failure is the best. Yeah. Teacher. By him sneaking Kylo Ren or Ben like that, it feels pussy, man. Like he should show up in the person and be like, I fucking failed you. Show that he could fight him if he wants, and then maybe doesn't, right? Like, a little of that Obi-Wan kind of fucking, you know, that ballerness. Yeah. Like, it just felt, it felt so fucking weak. Like, when I mean, he's like, when Kylo Ren puts the sword through him and he's just like, but then he has that, another, they have great lines in this, right? Where, like, he's just like, see you around, See you around, kid. kid. I was like, fuck, I want to say something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I want to beat someone in a fight for real, though, not be like a hologram. Well, I think. Like, if you say that on Xbox Live, that's not very cool. This is something that kind of like, and tell me. If I'm getting this wrong, this is something that kind of like bugged me a little bit, though, is he gives the little speech of like, like he basically the callback, like there's three things that are wrong about that sentence. Like, and then anybody else says, and I'm also not the last Jedi. I'm like, but no, he says, uh, amazing. Everything you said. Yeah, that sentence that's is wrong. <laughs> I mean, everything. Yeah. But then he says, I'm not the last Jedi. I'm like, I thought we just spent the whole movie yeah. talking about Didn't we literally why just Jedi down the Jedi suck. <laughs> yeah. 
You burnt you the, fucking, burnt the tree. fucking tree, man. The texts are gone. But like, she's yeah. she's she's there. She's good. We're all chilling. <laughs> I, it's like in the seventies when they started burning down hippie communes because they smelled bad. Right. But the hippies still exist. They just go out on their own and hip. It's fine. They just go to the <laughs> desert or to yeah. Venice Beach, and that's they the, go wherever they life. go, and hopefully far enough away from us. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but but to me, know, like, very I think this is one of the problems with the film that I didn't see people talking about enough, and it stood out to me is that every time they set up a really heroic moment, it felt like they just took the piss out of it. And so I think there's a natural reaction to an audience mm-hmm. where you pull back, right? Yeah. Like, your heart doesn't reach out anymore. Your Jedi feelings don't reach out, because you're like, oh, well, you're not letting me complete. Right. The one time they did it is Haldo. one of the best moments yeah. in Star Wars history. Haldo, that is I think, heroic as fuck. I think Hall. I think that was that was the other great thing. And like, man, she had for that one character had such a great like cool arc. Like she literally, she's the fourth Her best and arc Rose in the were movie. Amazing additions yeah. to the series. And Haldo like gives you like the man the fucking brush off she gives mm-hmm. it was like get out of here fly boy yeah. aren't you and, a captain now bitch yeah <laughs> like she's just like excuse me pink hair yeah. deal with it and then you the, know what bugs me though about her she wore a dress the she whole time instead took... of fucking sweet army garbs no i would wear a dress i've always said this i don't know why <laughs> men quit wearing the dress do you ever wonder that like back in like roman times like warriors wore the dress the skirt yeah like every day i wear pants i'm sad that yeah. i don't wear sundresses I thought she rocked it, man. Like if I thought like my, I'm just not strong our, enough you know to take friend, the, the beating. But our I would friend wear a Rose, our friend Rose started posting photos. She's got the, she's doing the Haldo costume for all the cons. <laughs> hey Rose, how much fabric you got? I need a big one. <laughs> I need a big dress. Griffey needs a big dress. I'll dress up, dude. If if I was man enough, like I'm, I'm old, older. I got a wife. I got kids. Yeah. Like if they respect it, I'd fucking wear dress again. I don't understand why anyone wears pants that like are constricted around the leg and genital area. I think we that, should all have dresses. So maybe WonderCon this year. I'm you'll just saying show boxers up. and skirt. I'm thinking Griffey. Oh, I'd cross dress for sure. Griffey Haldo. If someone made me a costume, Rose, and it had a mask so that no one would ever know I had no, a no mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Akbar in a dress. That's what I would be. Um. Also, I did not know that was still Admiral Akbar. by the way. Yeah, what the fuck? They did him dirty! (laughs) I didn't know that was Akbar. still. I thought he already died. First off, he didn't yell, it's a trap. He didn't have a line. Come on. Like, you can't just say Akbar's dead. Just like, you fucking did General Akbar. (laughs) I had no idea it was General Akbar. That is so dirty. Oh, come on, man. But no, here's my problem with Aldo, right? This is, while it's the best Luke Skywalker movie, it's the worst Princess Leia movie. It is. She is fucking useless in this movie. Not to be... No. R.I.P. But hey, it makes me sad that this is the last I'm going to see her. Yeah. She is so fucking useless in this movie. What's the deal like, with Because the... here's the thing. People, I don't, I think people will push back on me on this. But to me, what does she do in that movie that necessitates her being there? Aldo took all of the fucking Leia moments. She's Princess Leia. Yeah. And Leia is the curmudgeon old woman who's over it. Like, she has one good moment at the start, right? Where she's, like, lecturing... Like, I love that scene where after they defeat the Dreadnought, she looks at all the red ships. Yeah. And she has this beautiful acting moment where she's just like, fuck, I cannot bear it. And it's actually something I, I read um, Cecil Castellucci's fucking Leia book. And that's yeah. one thing she talks about at depth is one of her abilities is this enormous ability to withstand the grief of, like, all these people are dying for me constantly. Right. Like, why do they die for me? Why do they do it? And it hurts her. And that was a beautiful fucking moment. I love that she fucking went in on Poe. Right. And then the rest of the movie, it's like, she's just kind of there. And and we got to talk about the worst yeah. scene ever in a movie. <laughs> 
Okay, so let me play this out I for you. tried really hard, when, by the way. When Leia gets blown out into space, right? She's sitting there, and they show her floating corpse. And I said, damn, this is, like, really aggressive. Like, she's dead. Like, yeah. we should have some fucking respect for the dead. Yeah, I agree. Because I literally thought they were just showing her dead body as, like, a way to get us to cry. And I was like, wow, this is so fucking tone deaf and weird. Yeah. And then when she she opens her eyes, flies back to the ship, using the Force... Gets back in the show. She survives a fucking missile fire. She survives the fucking harsh environment of space. Flies all the fucking way back. They just put her in a blanket and they don't talk about it the rest of the movie. Yeah. You're like, so here's it. They spend the whole movie, right? We need Luke Skywalker back because he has the force and he's a Jedi and he'll be the spark. She's the fucking spark. She literally survived. No one acknowledges Holy fuck, the general just used the force to fly through space. Yeah, no and one said anything. <laughs> no one said anything. Like, it never came back. Like, she didn't wake up and was like, that was fucking dope. I should try to use the force some more. No. Like, just, she did. She should have walked out with a fucking she lightsaber. never had a fucking. She should have walked out with a oh, lightsaber yeah, and faced totally down her son. Have, yeah. Like, no one acknowledges. If you. That would be like if we saw Donald Trump fucking fly. Yeah. With the force. And you'd, you'd be, be like, like, that guy sucks, but that's badass. That's pretty badass. That's fucking cool. I, <laughs> like, no one, not to compare Princess Leia to Donald Trump, that might be in very poor taste. But I don't I'm know. I'm saying that's the level. Imagine, like, the leader of yeah. your entire thing, and you're like, oh, we're just protecting this fucking frail old lady. It was just. Oh my God, she flies. It, it can survive just, space and missiles. It was crazy. It's the dumbest moment I've seen in a Star Wars movie in a long fucking time. Yeah. Like, to me, it's up there with, like, Metachlorian counter. Oh, it's like, for sure. Let me that. give you this Metachlorian diabetes test. It's, it's <laughs> and that's the thing. It it's didn't right have there. to be. It didn't have to be. No. If you're going to do something as monumental as showing Princess Leia using the Force for the first time to survive what is an unsurvivable, unsurvivable moment, thing, you make that play into the rest of the movie. That needs to equate to something. Did anything? She literally just the next time we see her, she's like waddling out in like a diaper and a head bandage, and she fucking shoots Bo. <laughs> I'm like, and you could say that's heroic, maybe, or that's a Leia moment. I'm like, Junior Soprano did that when he had Alzheimer's on Sopranos. Like, old people get get loopy and they do stupid shit. Like, I'm not impressed by that. But it made me sad because, in a way, it's not sad, right? Because this whole concept is you have to quit looking to Leia and Luke for these moments, right? Yeah. And Aldo's a very worthy fucking successor. That was a great fucking moment. Great arc, great performance, loved everything about it. It made me sad that in Carrie's last movie, she seemingly did nothing except for add the thing that everyone will talk about with Princess Leia forever. Like, anyone who talks about Princess Leia from now until eternity, it'll be like, remember when she fucking flew like Superman through space? And then they just put her in a diaper and no one talked about it the rest of the movie? (laughs) That's fucking insane. I really fucking insane. I was really expecting her to walk out. I was expecting her to walk out with Luke. Like at the end, like maybe yeah. like I was expecting her to like pull Luke back and be like, "This is my the two son. of them. Why yeah. not?" Like the Skywalkers. I mean, this is the thing. Again, they have a constant to me, and I, I, I'm people don't agree with this. All that's fine. Um, I think they undercut a lot of heroism, I do. and that that bothered me. I'll give and you it that. bothered me that as you saw Luke have his finest moment of the series, Leia had seemingly her worst. Yeah, and that I don't know. I tried not to critique. Ryan Johnson as much on his decisions, right? Because you know, you're a storyteller. I'm mm-hmm. a storyteller. We're not good ones like him even. No. Um, the whole not. game of storytelling is you make a choice. Right. And you hope it fits with the reality of the world and what people would be doing. 
that's why Space Vegas fails because you're like, that's such a fucking asinine decision making process. Yeah. And it would never work like that. And what? A- <laughs> but you're like, that moment with Princess Leia is just a huge fucking swing and a miss. Like, yeah. it's an epic failure to it, me. It just doesn't. And also, really... you could have used that moment to see Ben watch his mother fucking obliterate in his face. Like, it's a beautiful moment when he hesitates and won't shoot yeah. the torpedo at his mom. You're like, that's a moment. That requires him and his mom to talk again later. I think right? that's it, a beautiful, powerful yeah, thing. I think for it to be that thing, it. for it to be that moment, like him not firing is so huge. And you're like, oh, that's got to come back. Huge. That's got to come back. And it doesn't. It's, it's almost as big as Leia fucking flying like Superman <laughs> and surviving the vacuum of space. I like. How long was she out there? A while, man. How long was she fucking out there? I, honestly, like, I just. <laughs> We were watching it, and I was just like, I looked around, and I looked at that my wife. That is one of the greatest feats of force using we've seen in a movie ever. Oh, by the way, okay, can we, we talk about? Hang on, can we talk about this? The force apparently got really good uh, over the last thirty years. Yeah, and you don't have to do shit to train with. Yeah, it. apparently like, not. Leia doesn't train. Ray doesn't train. But like, okay, so <laughs> Leia. Here's can- the thing. I have to mention this too. The movie also it has two of the most unbelievably stupid moments I've seen in a movie. So Leia flying is unforgivably dumb to me right because you didn't make it count right like if you ma- you can make that count if you yeah, want to make you can that make choice it count if there's a payoff i still no would payoff. think it's kind of dumb but like make it fucking count yeah. you're gonna turn her into jedi superman give me the payoff. you make it count and she talks to her son that yeah. i need yeah uh the other thing is when aldo flies through and destroys the whole fleet mm-hmm. um Every main character survives, and they're surrounded by the dead of everyone else. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think everyone would just live. And it's not like they're all in the same place. It's like, oh, Snoke's chamber's cool. Yeah. Oh, the, the parking garage is cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> the parking garage. Would they all be fucking just dead? Nah. Like, I don't know a lot about science, but I feel like that ship would probably fuck all of them. Uh, <laughs> man. By Here's the- another thing. My brother brought this up. It's a good point. Does this ruin space battles for all time? You mean? Because if you're the resistance... You're flying every one of your ships. You're just like, I'm just going to float up in hyperspeed and fucking shoot right through your ship. I'd sacrifice a cruiser and one fucking person. Of I don't the know resistance. if everybody's going to. I don't know if they can. I don't know. If no they one have thought the, about that at the Death Star I don't battle know if they in have Jedi. The manpower to Kamikaze like how about this? in Jedi when it's like we're fucking trapped and we're screwed. Could you not get through the shield? Maybe is that I don't all? think you can get through the shield. I, I bet you could. You could fucking know. try. I would shoot every fucking ship I could and try. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, the, like Death Star one, like everyone's Ewoks like, we're fucked. It. We should try some fucking flying. Oh, yeah. But yeah, my brother's like, I think this ruins all naval battles because like, I think your first thing is like, we're fucked. <laughs> like, they're gonna blow up all our ships anyway. Send one of them at hyperspeed. Oh right and I'm like, that's a really good point. I would never space fight again. But the I resistance guess- can't keep up with ships. True. I mean, the first order somehow just keeps getting more. Okay, here's something we have to talk about. Is the first order the worst like group of people in any movie ever? Is anyone in the first order good at their job? No, they're all... T- but it's the same thing. The, this, the dreadnought scene in that movie is a prime example of what I think is one of the biggest problems in this movie. How the fuck did that dreadnought lose that fight? How can one X-Wing take out all your cannons with just laser fire? Yeah, I don't know. Like, everyone in because the first he's order... the best pilot in the damn here, Here's something I'll say. The Empire is not necessarily always great at their job, right. but they're all believable military men. Right. And it seems like they make the right choices more often than not, even if it doesn't work. Everyone in the First Order is a buffoon. Losing a Dreadnought to that fleet is so fucking stupid and unbelievable. Why, here's, a, here's my bigger problem. Let me extrapolate this out. Right. Captain Phasma is useless, but that's not really a knock on the First Order as a whole. No. I don't believe for one second that General Hux is a general. 
Oh, dude. He is the new Jar Jar Binks of Star Wars. Domhnall Gleeson's whole, like, it's like his whole, like, uh, oh, fuck, who's the guy who plays Grand Moff Tarkin? That act, whoever that actor is, his, like, impression of him, had he survived the first Star Wars movie, is, like, one of my favorite ridiculous things. Is It's just this, like, goofy... Not even if the voice is bad. Fine. I'm saying, like... He has not made but a, he's a good terrible military no. decision. Yeah, like he's and Snoke a- has this interesting line, right, where he's like, "You wonder why I keep this cur around? Like his weakness becomes a strength. Show us, show me one time where he's done something clever, where his well, like his the- weakness as a person has become. Well, it was the beacon. I mean, that's that's a huge fucking thing they never even really get into. Oh, like yeah. Rose is just like, I've heard about technology. But yeah, that's speaking crazy. of that, can- show Snoke. This is the thing. Snoke needs one in two movies. He has not had a scene. Where he shows that he is smarter, craftier, more savvy of military tactics. He commands the respect of his people. By the end of the movie, he literally just three or four times is like he tries to be like a general and just gets smacked. Yeah. Like a little fucking punk bitch. I think General Hux is the new Jar Jar. That guy fucking sucks at everything. And it makes the entire First Order laughable. I don't believe like Tarkin... But I also or like else to, that he ascended the ranks. But see, this is the other thing, though, is I like to think that, and I think that's the point, though, actually, and I'll say why, is the, di- I don't know why I stated that I would say why, obviously I'm going to say it. Uh, <laughs> and then you went all in on a re-clarification. <laughs> I think that the, like, to me, the First Order is not the Galactic Empire. The Galactic Empire is a, Galactic Empire is a fucking machine, man. But here's the thing. Where they obviously, I mean, they built a planet-sized Death Star. They had sure. dreadnought ships and Snoke ships. I mean, they have right, but, money and resources. Right, but so they bought, they brought, so they built another Death Star, which yeah. twice got blown up. Right. So couldn't they have figured out that maybe this was probably going to happen again? Like, yeah. hey, we shouldn't have. And then they're like, we better build many Death Stars just so every Star Wars movie can have a fucking <laughs> Death Star scene. But yeah. I, that broke my to heart. To me, I feel like. <laughs> To me, I feel, oh god, yeah. I was just like, we almost got out without a death. The star battering moment. ram. I was like, really? Yeah. Like, and he's like, it's like a miniaturized death star. I'm, I'm like, like, don't oh. you just have a fuckload of ATATs there? You, like, you get can the just, fuck out like, of here. Like weird, like knuckle dragging ATATs. Yeah. He's like, you can deal with that door. Wait, so we we have to watch the fucking? <laughs> we have to do another death star yeah. thing? Come that on, that death star cannon will crack you like a knee. <laughs> It's cracking my it's will like a, to live. It's like so. a miniaturized Death Star. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. Because at least it wasn't a ball. Because it couldn't be big. <laughs> they should have made it like a big fucking ball. Ryan Johnson didn't take my awesome advice to start the movie off with the first order. All right, no more planet-based yeah. weapons. But, but here's an idea. Okay. Why don't we take that weapon and make it really small, though? It doesn't work big, but it might be dope might the be door opener. Small. <laughs> like, everyone just has, like, a pocket-sized Death Star. <laughs> boop, boop. God. I gotta open my can of space soda. Boop. Death Star can opener. Answer me why the First Order belongs in any of these movies. I think the first order. Well, the first order is just generic villain. Yeah, I think the first order works as like generic menace. But I also like that now that you said it, it's kind of an interesting thing. Like the thing that they're different, the thing that makes them different from the Empire is that they are kind of this sort of foolhardy buffoonery of nationalism almost. Like you really kind of don't know what. Wow, the, you're going deep on me. Like you, <laughs> like you really kind of don't understand or like. Okay, why does the First Order exist? Like, the Galactic Empire exists as, like, it's a totalitarian... As I understood, they're the remnants, right? Right. Like It would be like if the U.S. government failed, like, all those redneck militia guys be like, let's go get the fucking guns and take over! And they'd be like, the First Order. Oh, sorry. Are we talking about something that's... that's uh, didn't that already happen? I'm confused. <laughs> no, that's after Christmas. Everyone wants their presents. <laughs> right, everyone wants their presents first. But yeah, I feel like... So, the First Order being remnants of the Empire. 
Like, the Empire originally was just a totalitarian regime, and it controlled the galaxy because it was still implemented through the government. Mm -hmm. The First Order is literally the Tea Party. Like, they're just... They're they're just... They're basically... They're basically clerics. They're basically right-wing clerics who are like, hey, like, this worked once. It's got to work again. That's why Snoke's chamber's red, because when everyone leaves, he puts on his make the galaxy great again. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Uh, I mean, okay. That that seems like you saw something that I didn't. It's the best way I can describe it. That's a deep symbolism. symbolism. (laughs) Uh, To me, I I, I want a scene where, like, they feel like they're good at anything. They do the scene, right? Like, we can track them through hyperspace. That's fucking huge. Explain to me why that's an enormous feat, right? Let Hux have a moment to shine. Right. Make Hux clever, right? Like, they're doing this on Rebels now where uh, Thrawn is there, right? And he's mm-hmm. like this unbelievably brilliant fucking military strategist. Right. That's what Hux needs to be, right? If he's not physically imposing like Vader, you know, or he's not like a well-respected man like, you know, Tarkin. Tarkin. Like, he needs something, right? And Snoke had the line, like, his fucking weakness becomes right. like a cleverness. I feel they, like they just don't give me, stop telling me shit and show me that at the moment. Hux needs a moment where he's not just, what did you say? And he what just did you say? He's like bitch left. He's like the friend you have that would be like constantly like unruly angry. Yeah. Like what? You stole a French fry from my plate. And you're just like, well, I can just hit this guy. Cause he's yeah. a douche. I feel like, like no he's one wants to be around that guy. I don't want him in my star Wars movies. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> understand what his whole, like, I don't know why he's popular. And especially now he's that like he's the, like, one of the few left he needs to matter he's like the ad one of the he's like the admiral that survived empire strikes back because you know like admiral I, yeah you know how, like, <laughs> that guy even has more fucking balls yeah. and you know how vader like kills like five admirals yeah. throughout admiral like, piet he's, he's just the one that keeps he was the one that was left <laughs> which by the way i think he had a cameo in this movie did he really i think there was a no. scene where it was him Oh, that's great. I know, because I saw it, and I'm like, if that's Piaf, I'm going to be fucking stuck. Yes. Or Piaf. Because he was always the one in Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, if they ever asked about, like, an Imperial, like, naval officer. Right. Always Piaf. <laughs> always. He's the only one that lives. But yeah, it just, it makes me mad, because even the guy on, like, the Dreadnought, right? He seemed like a real Imperial Yeah, that guy like, was, like, general. But then he's like, we should have scrambled five minutes ago. So you're like, okay, so now you're telling me, like, Hux is stupid. You're not smart enough to just do that on your own. Yeah. Like, the First Order, they, they've become Keystone Cops. Well, yeah, and I think and that's... And especially now what we've seen with Snoke. Right. Like, the whole fucking fangs of the First Order are gone to me. Like, I, I don't even want them to be in a next movie. Like, when Kylo Ren said, let's burn it all down, right? Yeah. Like, he's talking on a greater level of, Star Wars fans, you have expectations. We're going to take all of that shit away, and Star Wars will now be new and fresh and different. Every time, like, stop expecting it to be the same. Right. Fine. I want that to also apply to the first order. <laughs> like, I want them fucking gone and, or to matter. Well, I got to tell you, man, maybe it does. Like, they're not. Maybe, uh, they're Keystone cops at but this if point. Kylo, if, so if Kylo Ren is taking over the first order, yeah. I would say, wouldn't it stand to reason that we would start the next movie with it all burnt down? Like, he's like, he's scattered. I think he uses it as like a fucking, I think he uses it more as like, now he's like just out to burn everything down. Eh, I don't know. Like, I I mean, I see that being obviously like, that's the story point that would make the most sense, you know? Right. Like, to me, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo's journey is not about being, you know, the supreme leader of the universe. Yeah, like, I don't think he gives a shit about it. He doesn't that. care. Like, he is... He's an anarchist, first and foremost. Well, now there's you know? this beautiful moment where I think he's developed this romance with Ray because she's the only person he's ever come across that he feels like can understand him. Yeah, I think they're And both... that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
And I don't want the fucking machinery of the Keystone Order to fucking ruin that, man. I, I don't. don't th- I think they're the fucking worst thing about Star Wars right now. And Hux is equally as bad as Jar Jar. I, he literally is just like, what? And he gets bitch slapped against I love the wall. It. That's all he is. It's hilarious. It's a terrible voice with fucking eye makeup and bitch slaps. That's he all even, he is. He even has a little... Uh, Actually, you know what's weird? Jar Jar even became a senator. It's true. Who cast the most important vote in Star Wars history. He has more fucking panache than fucking Hux. He's better than Hux. Hux is the new worst bottom feeder Hux character. Hux is the Jar Jar. Jar Jar's better. Jar Jar Hux. Jar Jar is better. Jar Jar Hux. Yeah. Jar Jar fucking Hux. Wow. That is something I can't escape. Like, Ryan Johnson, I, again, I'm trying not to critique all his decisions because that's a hard thing to do. He needed to make the First Order matter, and he didn't. And then where's Captain Phasma? Oh, she just gets beat by any old fucking soldier. Like, Finn doesn't have anything extraordinary no. about him. He also hasn't been training. He's been laying in a fucking waterbed. Well, but he just well, fucking whoops like her a water ass. water suit. He kind of cheaply beats her, but still, yeah. he beats her. It's such a strange... It's... it's I, I just... Uh, that I, was I find the... the talking about the First Order exacerbating. I yeah. just It just literally leaves me scratching my head, and I'm like, I can't defend it. It was all the stuff that I kind of just like, I, I don't care about this. Like, again, it just all factors back into, like, Finn's whole reason for being in the movie was just completely unnecessary. Well, I think, again, it's like he's just there because he has to be, and then they gave Rose something to do, and, oh, well, we'll get to the ship, but it won't matter. Yeah. And there's no, like depth of character there's no oh well benicio del toro is teaching us something cool like yeah all that just wasn't enough no and maybe that's where you help the first order matter maybe I, I don't know to me it's just it was always a problem in star wars right is that like the bloated bureaucracy of the empire left them vulnerable to like infiltration and spies and shit right, yeah this was just like it's just gotten they're silly just, it's just, just gotten silly, silly and yeah. stupid i think that's like the here's thing. another question when they go to like bust down those doors why do they only have atats why do you not have your big ships in orbit? We saw a Star Destroyer fucking annihilate a city in Rogue One. Yeah. Why are all your Star Destroyers not there? Did the Millennium Falcon destroy all those fucking TIE fighters? Like, why? What is happening? Why are they all chasing? <laughs> like, the why are they all chasing the Millennium Falcon? All the TIE fighters? That was fighters? Kylo Ren because he just hates that shit. Right. And I was like, that's fine. That's like a fun little beat. Yeah, sure. But to me, it's like, it's just so, the First Order is so fucking, ins- oh wait, all their Star Destroyers were destroyed. When? Oh yeah, but they still true. probably had ships, right? They had to have some ships. They scrambled some other ships. They scrambled the Tie. Maybe they had one. Maybe not Star Destroyers. Then I'll take I'll take that back. That's on me. I had forgotten. But I don't know. Tie fighters can't be out that far. Those you know those not long. They had not, Tie fighters there. Yeah, I know, but Where'd they can't. But they can't be from? out exactly. They can't be out there by themselves. They that literally far. brought twenty Tie fighters. I learned that in the first Star Wars movie. Remember? Well, they did that in this one too. Yeah. Well, they're like Kylo, come back. We can't defend you that far out. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, maybe. Maybe that makes sense. I, I don't, don't know. know. But see, like, I the, feel like, but this is the thing. Where'd you get those fucking ATATs? Wherever those are. Yeah. Where did they come be a from? a bigger ship that's carrying those. And has to, so, just, anyways, but to me, it's just the First Order needs to change or matter somehow. They are the fucking worst. Because it's, it's sad, too, because Kylo Ren is so fucking good, man. And yeah. he's a great villain. Maybe one of the best, right? In the era of Marvel where villains are just fucking jokey versions of the hero he's excellent like man. he's fucking awesome he is man. really he's a cut excellent. above us and adam driver really is like great performance man. Just I, I love it. kylo ren but man the first order is just fucking unbearable i gotta there's one note when they're all setting up for the basically what is equates to being the hoth battle that guy who like taps his uh finger to the uh, the salt and he's like it's salt i'm like i don't care if it's salt I didn't give a shit to begin with. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Well, is this someone just, told me that. This is that, just so I don't go. Like, it's Hoff. Uh, 
a fucking dig that Ryan Johnson was taking at people that wouldn't like the movie. I'm like, I don't think he's that kind of guy. No, he doesn't seem vindictive being that like, I don't, I don't get the sense that guy's that vindictive. He's probably yeah. just kind of trying to be clever. Like it's not hot. It's not snow. Yeah. Like that probably is where that camera was like, tap it. And so everyone knows it's not snow. I'm like, <laughs> but it's like, if you care that much that it's not snow, like fuck off. Yeah. Don't, fuck you. Don't, don't go see be more mad about the death star. Yeah. And- be, fucking invisible Luke Skywalker. Be show, pissed yeah. about tiny. God Star. damn it! The Skywalker thing makes me mad, man. Because imagine how fucking gangster that is if that's actually Luke. And he even says like, "If you strike me down in anger, boy, I'll be with you forever." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, like let's do it." And then he's just, "Gotcha." I hologram. I'm like Tupac at a concert. <laughs> actually, okay, <laughs> this is the reason I think they did that. And I'm like, why are they obeying this rule now? Time. It would, right. ta- it would probably take Luke. Well, also, it makes me mad because you're like, if you're just going to kill him off anyways, like, it made sense to me yeah. where it's like, oh, he'll live. He's, right. like, outsmarting them and he'll live. Like, you fucking killed him. He's still robes. He's a pile of robes on the rocks. Like, he could have been a pile of robes on the salt. <laughs> but now he's a force ghost. With Leia next to him. He's a force ghost And they now. could be like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> that would have been so good. Just remake <laughs> Casper the Ghost with Kylo Ren. So, <laughs> oh, Kylo that's probably not good. No, don't do that. Don't do. Don't, don't ever do make. that, Disney. Don't. I don't. I don't actually like that beat either. Um. All right, we've we've actually missed one of the biggest things in the movie, the Ray and Snoke mystery reveals. What do you fucking think of that? Okay. Oh, so, so to clarify, Ray is a nobody. Yeah. After all the speculation and all the pretentious stars, be like, if you read the fucking books, you know it's the Solo Twins. I knew they weren't doing solo twins. That's two on the nose. Yeah, no way. And it makes all those nerds seem like fucking dickheads, if, which is great. If they had done that, I would have been like, oh, god damn yeah, it. God damn it. But they didn't. I thought when they were doing the mind bridge, I thought that, again, that's that's clever, though. See, I like that they threw us It's off. a good little, it's a good and little, Snoke good just track. being like a corpse. Just a dude. Yeah, just a dude. Uh, by the way, who's one of the most powerful force users we've seen in any yeah, of the movies. Like a really, like way more, like almost like Yoda level. Like, yeah, I mean, he's like Palpatine, but better. Like, how far away from me was was he from Hux when he fucking, you know, bitch slapped him? Yeah, what the hell? Gave the old yakety sex comedy routine. <laughs> yakety yak. <laughs> don't go back. I wouldn't go back either. No. If I was I, him, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, so, kind of strange. To me, I'll say this. I was laughing to myself. I was like, that's fucking great. Yeah. I was like, I fucking love it. You just said all those fucking, like, thousands of pages of Reddits and whatever. It's like... You fucking nerds. See, that was... Like, it's the, nothing. It's nothing, and that's we got the your thing, ass. That's actually the thing. I, I loved it. Honestly. I love that. I do feel like you miss, like, a chance for, like, some story beat. Yeah. Because also, like, the Ray, like, her parents being nothing and, like, selling her off, like, you know, just for drinking money. Yeah. That's fucking great, man. That's really touching. And that, like, that got me, man. When she had to admit it, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Like, I love that one. That was great. What I didn't like as much was Snoke. Oh, You're yeah. like, he's the supreme villain who set up this whole thing, has taken in Kylo Ren, and the Knights of Ren, I guess, just don't exist anymore, even though we know other yeah. Jedi escaped from Luke's temple. Um, the Snoke being nothing, like someone even <laughs> said it on Twitter, and I was like, it's kind of a bitchy thing to say, but it makes sense. Like, oh, I guess Rose's backstory is more important than the main villain Snoke's. And I was like, it's kind of true. Yeah, Like, Snoke should have something. I think, I think he just got snuck. He has that awesome chamber and his guards are fucking awesome. Yeah. And like, got... it's just such a fucking bitch ass way to die. And was... I, I don't know. Do you think this is like an intentional? You're again, you're thinking about it like Star Wars. This is different. We're taking all that out away from you. Yeah. Or do you think I, to me, it just feels like 
Force Awakens set up a lot of stuff that they could play with, and they kind of, they kind of. I feel like well, Snoke was squandered. I guess my curiosity is Snoke's power. Like, how do you get to being that level of Sith? I mean, the last Sith we saw was Darth Sidious, it was Palpatine being thrown down a chamber. So, really, the question I have is, how did he become a Sith Lord in trained in the ways of the Dark Jedi. If but he, that's the thing, was he even a Sith? Like, is, the, or is he, he one of those people that just like learned the Force on his I own? I guess that could be it. He had I mean, the, that's kind he of had the, the Force. He had the Force lightning and all that stuff. That's probably that's you know I didn't think about that. That's a good point. I, it's it just feels wasted, right? It's a like, little bit of a wasted opportunity. Like when Kylo hits him with the lightsaber, I was like, oh, like that's a moment where you're like, that's fucking awesome yeah but then as i saw him just dead and they killed all the guards which again awesome fucking scene yeah great so fucking insanely cool like my kid was freaking out i'm like yeah fuck yeah get him uh but then when all the corpses are there i was just like oh that's it yeah i was like now we're just left with fucking jar jar hux yeah. I'm like that's kind of sad yeah like, I, I was a little disappointed in I that i was i think i'm more like yeah the ray thing totally works for me like the ray thing is fucking I think brilliant. it's great it's genius yeah like because that way... It's also real. It's not what's important. But it's also... It's a real thing, right? It's not just like, my parents were Han and Leia. Yeah. It's like a real, like, you're nothing. And and when Kylo says that, and Adam Driver, man, he's fucking money, dude. Yeah. He's just like, you're nobody. You're nothing. You don't matter to this story. And he's so fucking matter of fact. And he's like, except for to me. Like, that's fucking It's great. brilliant. Like, it's great, great writing, man. Great storytelling, directing, acting, like... That's one of those moments where everything works. Yeah, Chill City again. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking amazing, right? And Ray having to admit that, I'm like, that's that's so much better. And I like that it subverts all this like fucking Reddit shit. <laughs> there are and just I, like 10, I love 000 the idea that they screaming. just fucking like, you know, played against cast. I yeah. just I feel like Snoke Snoke though was, was a missed waste. opportunity. And also when he's so fucking powerful that he just gets like he can't sense that that lightsaber's moving. It was weird. Like he's so fucking. I guess strong. like it's one of those things. Maybe his hubris is what. Yeah, him I down, think that was. That was I was gonna say. I think yeah. it's just a hubris thing. Like I feel like that happens a lot with the I don't think that's like a guys. Superman Leia moment. No, but no, it's like no. it, it kind of felt like a miss. It's a missed opportunity. But like, that scene is fucking. I would have bad. liked him to be somebody important, like yeah. a, a relevant, a re- relevant figure from the past, or something like that. Like, yeah. See, I didn't need like a huge amount of like. Oh, it's like really ties into like the universe. There's yeah. just like maybe something. Anybody. A little like because see that's something that like you could have been it's like the Ray moment's great, right? Like the other reveal of like showing us what actually happened at Luke's temple. Yeah. Those are that's some of the coolest shit in the movie, man. Like they're adding this depth to the universe we know. Like and then taking Snoke away is just like I think And again, maybe it's just because we're left with fucking Jar Jar Hux. I guess. But like you look at like I look at Snoke and like he's fucked up. He clearly has been in a battle of some kind. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Just completely unexplained, completely unnecessary. Like he's got this real like fucked up Palpatine thing going on, but we'll never know. And I guess right, it's not but, important. But even if he's not from like the lineage of Palpatine or the Siths that right. we've known, like how did he get how did his he, powers? Yeah. Like, who are these guys? Who are these fucking badass like Force Guardians? Yeah, with I him? feel like there's stuff. Uh, that's what are worth his Knights about? of Ren like? Yeah, I mean, I thought there was a cool oh, way man. to to I, get away from the First Orderness of it and expand on this. The growing threat of this this dark side. Of I the gotta force know I this Knights cool. of Ren thing. Like it's driving me nuts. Like, I don't honestly. I'm not convinced that they didn't just throw it out. It could have. I mean, they I mentioned specifically like he took a bunch of the other Jedi right. students. So maybe it was just a delete. Maybe we'll get like, a deleted scene or something like that. They? Like were they the guys in the red? Yeah, well, that's I, I thought that too. I don't know. Maybe they're the converted dudes. Yeah. So that that the Snoke thing felt like a miss because I was like he seemed cool, man, and I like Kylo Ren and. 
the Knights of Ren, and it was like, oh, this is like a cool chance to like get into this. While we've done the philosophy of the Force now on the island, this can be our chance to do the opposite on the dark. Right. Like, what do they? I mean, are they just like the Sith, the same old like we're just bad guys, or could they have done something cooler? Right? Like, we think we're lawful chaos, right? Yeah. Like, we're bad, but we're helping more. You know, like how Vader's supposed to be. Like that. That would be cool. It would have been worth it. I, I felt like that was a, a Mi- little bit of a miss, missed opportunity, but. but- <laughs> The chance to subvert the audience so thoroughly, like, I'm sure they couldn't fucking get away from that. Yeah, I thought the Ray thing was perfect. I'm like, great. This is, and I mean, oh, yeah. missed Beautiful. opportunity. That that ends up being, that's one of those quiet moments that gets lost. Oh, it's so Like, good, when though. I saw it the first time, that kind of just washed over me. Where I'm like, oh, they didn't do the mystery. And then I saw it the second time, and the way, like, it's performed, like... It's fucking beautiful. It's moment, brutal. Man. It's amazing. Yeah. Like it's this amazing moment they gave Daisy Daisy Ridley of like, and her reaction is just like, yeah. and it's also one of those like a lot of audience member man like you know you've had parents walk out and shit. It's like a very universally acceptable yeah, kind of thing, man. It, it really it touched my heart a lot. I I thought that was great. It was awesome. Um. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are fucking pissed about that. It, it didn't bother me, man. Nah, not at all. Like again, I think Snoke's a miss, but I, I liked all the other shit, man. I thought the backstory building was pretty cool. Very good. Um. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. What else? I think I think the hardest part for me is I just I don't. Oh, I did write one thing. Uh, I just wrote the note. BB-8 is fucking ridiculous. Like, why isn't BB-8 just Skynet everyone and take over the universe? <laughs> yeah. What can BB-8 not do? I, I nothing. Like he just can pilot an AT-AT. It's like, all he, right, well, why don't you fucking pilot ships? Like, why doesn't he just have an X-wing and kill it? Pilot an AT-AT, survive a bomb blast, uh, fix an X-wing, like, mid-blaster. But this like, is what I mean. Why Why does he even need Poe? Like, why don't you just do everything? <laughs> I mean, his skills are insane. Like, at one point, we just see that he, like, he zip-tied a bunch of people, I think. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you do zip-tied? <laughs> Where do you even have zip-ties? There's a lot of that <laughs> stuff. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, when he, like... Like, him shooting the coins, that's a good moment. Yeah. That's a good callback. Him on the AT-AT, you're like... That feels like toy porn. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's fucking, like, that's something I would have done as a kid with my toys. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, and again, the movie gave us enough adult shit that, like, you're like, all right, you can have a little. Like, also, it's already completely unbelievable that they're all still alive yeah. in that hangar after like, what just the, happened. The, the BB, <laughs> all the BB-8 stuff, I was like, this is a little ridiculous. But you know what? Like, I also saw R2-D2 battle fucking droids in that third, in fucking Revenge of the Sith. He lit them all on fire. Right, but you remember when that came out and how fucking people are like, what happened to R2-D2? Now he's like an attack bot? Yeah. This is like way worse than <laughs> like, I'm just like, why the fuck? Like, why doesn't... Okay, BB-8's on the ship. Why doesn't he just fucking roll up to the controls and he can just control Snoke's whole ship and destroy everyone? True. Like, he can do... Every- BB-8 is the most badass character in the whole movie. <laughs> why doesn't he just kill everyone? If I was BB-8, I would fucking bitch slap Hux myself and be like, I'm Skynet. It was a little out of... It was a little out of hand. Like... That scene... But again... It's it's such an adult like, movie and it pays such proper respects to Star Wars that like I'm not gonna knock it. No, for no, that. It's, it's not a again the bar for stupidity is Super Leia yeah. now from for all time it's like Super Leia Gungans and Metachlorians <laughs> are like the three like <laughs> what the fuck happened yeah uh, I don't think BB-8 and the ATATs like that we for- again. We've when come my a kid long went, way. I got a lot of adult shit. Yeah. My kid got nothing from that island. Like, was not interested whatsoever. No, no, there's no way. That BB-8 scene, though, my little kid was like, BB-8! And he fucking loved there it. There you and go. You can't, you can't You can't hate it. You can't it's for the kids. Them. I do think he's ridiculous and should just take out, like... Absolutely. The but, fucking... Like, here you go. Kylo Ren and Rey have to unite. The First Order unites with the Resistance because BB-8 BB-8 took over everything? <laughs> there's, your, there, there's your movie, JJ. There you go. You're welcome, Star Wars. You're making... Fucking there's your movie, JJ. You're welcome. I shot my pen cab at you. Oh, I'm covered in ink. 
Oh, shit dude. got out of control What here. did you do? I got excited. I, I BB-8 made me shoot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I did write something else, man. I think you can't... Like, we got... I don't know. Is there anything else left you really want to get to with this movie? I mean, honestly, it's just... We've covered a lot of ground here. I, it's, a, it's a lot to talk... But that's what I love about this one, is I feel like I'm like Forrest Wayne's. I'm like, all right, so you've seen... A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to talk about any plot. Yeah. Let's just talk about, like, how do we feel? Like, this one has, like, fun this stuff to talk about. This one has some stuff to talk about. But I mean... I, what you have to talk about, we haven't gotten there. I was making sure you had nothing else before I jumped the No, show. no, do it. The last scene of that movie oh. might be the most important and beautiful scene yes. in any Star Wars movie ever. And this is something I know, like, first off, my wife cried for, like, the last 20 minutes of this movie, but she really liked Watching it. that scene with my kid on the second time, I was blubbering. Yeah. She fucking so I was like, bawled. Him, man. That was and me. And it's that's exactly him. what it is. Like, and this is like, this is Ryan Johnson. Like, he knows, man. Yeah. He knows how to get you guys. And like, he realizes it ends with that like big like like panorama shot of all of them like sitting there talking. And it's like this is the beginning of what's. But it's good. it's awesome, right? Because see that the, the stuff on the ship, I'm like, all right. no. So then, but then you go and then you're like. <laughs> Because I thought no, I was see, like, I thought that was the last shot. I did too. And I'm like, like, no, eh. please. I'm like, no. okay, like a Vanity Fair spread. Like, all right, yeah, that's but exactly then the. They and then they go tag. to the kid. I'm like, yes. And these but, okay, kids. Okay, so it's the kids playing. He made his own Luke Skywalker. Oh, like, it's so great. But it's what they said, right? Like when Ray's like, we need a legend, right? Yeah. And what I love about that though is like, obviously, like this is not going to be news to anyone. It's like this beautiful little fucking like deconstruction of why Star Wars matters, right? Yeah. Like, some people, to me, would say the fandom's toxic. And, like, you see the reaction to Last Jedi. Like, the fandom's toxic. I don't fucking see that at all, man. I think, like, Doctor no. Who and Harry Potter and Star Wars, like, these things matter so much more to people. Yeah. So, will reactions be fucking extreme? Sure. Absolutely. But we, the people who like the movie, have to not play into that either. Like, don't have your extreme reactions. Like, there is some bad stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that all the good's gone, man. And but what that movie did is I'm hoping it's a way to like unite all of us, right? Like so the whole movie spends the entire time like we're going to burn down all the fucking myths and the legends and the pathos and everything about Star Wars you've ever loved is gone. Yeah. And we're going to go and like Leia said, like we have everything we need to keep this going, right? They're going to start fresh and Ryan Johnson's going to get his own three fucking movies that are different. And Rebels has already been doing this, man. Mm-hmm. Um but there's just this fucking beautiful of the kid who has the Force, which is fucking cool, man, right? So, again, there's a moment of that's the fan, right? That kid is the fan. You see the story. It inspires you. You go outside. We now have ownership of the force again, right? It's ours. It's in our fucking hearts and souls. And then he just looks up to the fucking stars, and he sees something shoot by. We don't know what it is. My wife's like, oh, yeah, it's a Millennium Falcon. I'm like, you don't fucking know that, but you want it to be. Exactly. Right? My wife's writing her own shit. subscribed, man. Yeah, I'm just like, and that kid's standing there holding the broom like the lights there. It's like, we all fucking did that, getting chills, man. Like, it's just... To me, that's that's the scene, right? If you were to show anyone one scene of Star Wars, that's what I would pick now. I think if that... Yeah, if that was... If there's a definitive Star Wars moment, it's that. It's it's the most fucking beautiful tag to ever... I mean, we've been through so much Star Wars in this phase of our lives, and I used to read the books all the time. Mm -hmm. Now they've got comics everywhere. Um, video games like that meant as much to me as anything I've ever seen in Star oh, yeah. Wars. Like, I've that never. Moment, and again, like I got to watch it with my kid, man. So I had the generational feeling, right? Like it's it, just, it's just it's fucking outstanding that moment. Like how to fucking end a movie, man. Like that was just, yeah. there's no better ending. Like, I just, I, I guess what I'll say, like to wrap this up, right? Like, God, that, that scene just fucking gets me, man. That's fucking, that's like the best of the best of the best, man. Like that's what I want from all of our shit, man. Yeah. Like, we're talking about we might do this on a future show about like 
the growth of audience versus the movies we're now getting. Mm-hmm. But um, that one just fucking bridged it for me, man. Like, Star Wars, unlike anything else, can fucking make me take me back to the times when I was the happiest I've ever been. Like, all my happiest times, man, Star Wars was there with me. Yeah. And now I get to share that with my fucking kid, man. That might be true with him. And um, I think this movie has some big flaws, right? Like, I take out Leia fucking flying in Space Vegas. And there's some stuff that I just thought was misfires. But at the end of the day, this is one of the most deeply affecting Star yeah. Wars movies to me. Like, this, this one made me fucking feel and think. And it wrestled back some of the things I liked. And... um. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, right? And I, th- I think once we get past, like, the fucking venom of expectation and self-ownership, and we just see that we got an adult Star Wars movie that does real fucking work, gives us some amazing fucking moments, and that last scene, again, that's the fucking thesis for all of us that love Star yeah. Wars, is, like, enjoy this. Like, be thankful we yeah, fucking have exactly. This, like, it's it's a thankful thing, man. Yeah. Like, you get that last scene, and, yeah, I just fucking get choked up thinking about yeah. it. Like, it's just... You get there, and it's it. You're right. It's just it's all of us. Like we are all in our living room with a broomstick, or the backyard with something. Yeah. Like you're like, I want to be a Jedi. Like you're sitting there feeling it, and you have, you see the symbol for the rebellion, and you're like, I yeah, can. I, I forgot can, about the ring. Oh, that the ring. Oh, dope. I got chills again. <laughs> like, oh my god, that the is ring. fucking dope, dude. Oh, it's just like. I don't think I've ever seen a better like ending moment in like not just Star Wars, but just like yeah. movies in the last like decade. Like, oh no! Well, this just, is the thing. Like, think about like gets even you. the Marvel flicks, right? Like, I go in and I'm like, as long as I'm not like angry, like when I see Guardians, yeah. But I'm not like excited. Like the DC movies, no. Jurassic World was a bust to me. Yeah. This one, at the end of the day, right? Warts and all. I got the fucking feels, man. Like it's Star Wars. It's definitely and what makes me the most mad, right? Is again, I think there are missteps. I think it's a little harder to swallow than certain other Star Wars. It's definitely not what we expected. Um, and yeah, like, it's not perfect. But at the end of the day, like, what makes me the most mad are these fucking pricks that are saying Ryan Johnson just either doesn't understand Star Wars or doesn't love it or appreciate it. I'm like, I think he shows such fucking deference and respect oh, for yeah. Star Wars. And again, it it's fucking hard, man. You go fucking make yeah. a Star Wars movie, bitch. We've seen every fucking Star Wars everything, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, it's hard. And it's hard, too, because this is the thing. That last scene, right? All the people that are the most toxic online, right, won't hear a criticism or a fucking praise. It's because they were all that fucking kid, man. Like, Star Wars just fucking matters more than everything else in entertainment. That's just a fucking fact. It's the way it is. You can argue with me about whatever you want. Star Wars is the fucking biggest, most important fandom to anyone out there, right? Like, it's, it's just bigger and better than everything else. Yeah. Harry Potter, probably, like, number two. Fine. Star Wars is more important to people than Harry Potter is. Maybe close. I don't know. I actually... I'll, I'll give Harry Potter its respect. Wow. It's fucking impressive what they've done with that fandom. But it's... But Star Wars is so... Star Wars matters more. It does because it's so ingrained to out... To fans. <laughs> to anybody, I think. Like, but also, Harry Potter fans haven't had to go through the fucking prequels, man. True. They are a little bit with this Johnny Depp casting, but... We'll see you on the other side, you fucking bitches. <laughs> I really think that it's just it's heartwarming to see a Star Wars movie that is willing to man, yeah, it's just it gets you. It's just like the gut check is so yeah. real. And it's so good too. Like it's not this feeling it's not that sick feeling you get 
at the end of like episode three where he goes, no. Yeah, and you're just, what? Like, the, I mean, Princess Leia is pretty much like that, but that's one scene. But it's one scene. It's in, one scene. Again, it's the fucking and it's, it's not the, piece the of end. lettuce and the tray of brownies. Like, eat around it. Yeah, it's not <laughs> the end of the scene. Yeah, yeah, like it's a tray of delicious brownies with a piece of lettuce. And you're like, I'll give it was it. a really big fuck up. I'll give you that. Yeah, Space Vegas was really fucking useless. But the First Order is really bad. But you know what's awesome? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. That shit is awesome. And, fuck, and this man. this is what makes me mad too, right? Like everyone fucking shitting on Ryan Johnson, man. That guy gave heart in this one. Oh, I'm so fucking. And I'm not even like one of his like biggest fans of his other movies. Like right. Looper was all right, you know. So I'm not like one of these guys that like just is like, oh, he's so good, I got to defend him. I I'm impressed, man. I think this guy fucking gave love and heart, and he gave us a movie to be proud of. And I think the hard part is right. It's like people are like, it's Empire. It's not Empire. Stop fucking saying Who cares? that, man. Like, it's a Star Wars movie. This has the unfortunate problem of following the original trilogy, right. which is insanely popular. Like, I don't think we have to decide now. Because, yeah, after I saw it the first time, I'm like, yeah, probably worse than Force Awakens, better than Rogue One. Second time I saw it, I'm like, is this, like, the second best after Empire? I don't fucking know, man. I don't, I don't know. know. And I'm going to watch this movie probably 50 times before I die, hopefully. Yeah. I'll tell you when I'm dying. On, you know, the 8,000th episode on my fucking deathbed of the long box sessions, I'll give you my definitive ranking. Like, I don't think we need to rush, man. Like, we should all be that little fucking kid and just be thankful as fuck to get that movie. Yeah. Warts and all. I just don't see, like, you can't look at, I walked out just going, like, the thing I love the most about these new Star Wars movies, like, Rogue One, whatever. Like, everybody has their opinion about that kind of stuff. But there's one thing you can't deny, and it's that the people who make these movies that grew up on these movies love these movies. Insane love for Star Wars. Yeah, and people... How can you even say, Ryan... Like, for those of you... If you say that Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars, like, fuck you. Honestly. I I would say this. You can say that if you want. Don't say it's because he doesn't understand or appreciate Star Wars. If you don't like his fucking movie, that's fine. That's fine. If you don't like the way he makes a movie, that's That's your opinion. That's fucking fine. And again, it's not a perfect movie. But if you don't see the love. Yeah, fuck them. If you don't see the the love and the artistry and the craft and like him respecting the story and like where it's come from and where it's going, I don't. Yeah, you're just yeah. not. You're not. You don't. You don't understand. It's it. not a lack of love and depth of heart that caused this movie to fuck up. No, like maybe he shouldn't have written it. If anything, I don't know. Maybe oh no. But I mean, he wrote a lot of great shit too. Like, but if anything, I, this is the thing. It's so fucking like yes. I I left the theater like everyone else, unimpressed and kind of upset. And you know, you get that like oh fucking Star Wars betrayed me. Like I'm not saying it's right, man. And you guys shouldn't shit on everyone who feels that way because. Yeah. It, it just matters more. It's 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 an unfair thing that Star Wars always deals with. So I, I get the people that are mad about it, but there's no I way don't to like not people be impugning the guy's reputation of like, oh, that piece of shit was just out to burn down everything we loved. Yeah, no, like, fuck you, man. Fuck off. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason he gets his own three for on his own, and oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see. I him. I'm. This is what I mean. I think if anything, and I think that. People say, oh, they don't like Last Jedi because it's too different. That's fucking nonsense. If you ask me, I want less of the old Star Wars. Yeah, I do too. I'm more excited to see his own original news story and part of the Star Wars universe than just see again, like, like, you know, I just thought, like, the the baggage. Like, we got to have Leia in it, right? I'm with Kylo. Burn it down. Burn it all fucking down. Burn it down. That's the one thing I took away is I'm like, especially after the First Order, and I don't really care about how... I mean, I don't know. It sounds weird because I, I really like I love what this movie does for me. Right. Like, right. It fills my heart and soul with joy. Right. And yeah. I think it's fucking cool, man. And like when it's great, it's fucking really great. 
But at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck about where this story is going. But what I took away from him is forget the fucking this story, right? Forget Kylo and Ray and the First Order. Like, be that kid, man. Look at the stars and yeah. imagine. Imagine your corner of the Star Wars universe with your fucking characters and your fucking story. Like, they're coming. Like, someday we're just going to have Star Wars movies, yeah. right? And it's not going to be the Skywalkers or it's just going to be new fucking people doing new adventures and, you know. I just love that fucking universe, yeah. man, and it makes me happy. I mean... This one, I, I don't know. Like, you want to give a definitive ranking? I don't know. It, it fucking made my heart grow three sizes, like the Grinch. The second time. it's I get why people don't yeah, like it. Like, I don't know I why, get it. This but, is the weird thing. This is one of the first times I'm like, I don't have, like, a hard take. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. I get why people don't like it, but, like, man, just... I'm the kid. You, we're all the kid at the end. Yeah. There's no way you're not. Yeah. If you're not, then you don't like Star Wars. I'm sorry. Like, there's just... And I, I don't even know, man. Like, I feel like there's so much, like, that's, like, one of the hard things with Star Wars. Everyone, we all want it to just be ours. If you hate this movie, man, you might still love Star Wars more than everyone else. I don't know. It's impossible to gauge all that. Yeah. I, I just, I, I hope that someday you fucking find some of the stuff to love. I, I hope. I like, I'm with you. Just fucking cut out Space Vegas. It's fine. Cut out Get rid of Space Super Vegas. Leia. I'll be done. Cut out, yeah, 35 minutes in the movie and, like, what's left? Pretty good shit, right? Like, yeah. agree with me. Like, pretty good shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, to me, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it a lot more, man. And I'm assuming when it comes out, I'll buy it and I'll watch it a bunch more, man. And everyone should really like. Yeah. There's no reason not to go yeah. see it. I just, I don't. I mean, the reactions are fucking insane, and I think it's the nature of how we have conversations now. Mm -hmm. You have to rush to decide everything nowadays, yeah. right? But you hear a news story. What do you have to do? Uh, this good, this bad. I'm on this side. Fuck everyone else. If you don't get it, you're a fucking idiot. You're like, how are you so stupid? No one has time to make up their minds, and, man. Like, Especially with pop culture. Like, yeah. pop culture comes at us so fast. We don't... Like, we're not going to litigate Last Jedi this weekend, no. right? Like, ten years from now, we can, my guess is, is that people will reach for this one over Rogue One, over Force Awakens, um, over the prequels. Like, it'll be there it. amongst, like, the original trilogy, man. Like, there will be people who probably watch this one more than Jedi. I, like Jedi's kind of maligned amongst fans. I like Jedi, man. I like both Jedi. I think... Like, I, I, I think, fucking... I think both this, Jedi's will yeah. be... I think both Jedi's will be know, seen man. favorably. Like, and we talked it out, dude. I, I wrote four pages of notes, and I think we fucking mentioned all the things that didn't work for us. But by the end of the day, my heart fucking exploded with Star Wars love, man. Yeah. When it was right, it was so Again, fucking right. I, you know I, sat, what I, mean? I sat in a movie theater with a fucking huge smile yeah. across my face. I mean, I could describe it as you could be like, it was kind of just like a below average blowjob at times. At the end of the day, it's a fucking blowjob. And that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else we can finish this. Oh, my God. Catch us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's good to be back. Oh, excited. We got good stuff. We yeah. have a Christmas long box and chill special coming up. Oh, yeah. Be excited. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, Disney, if you want to buy our show, we're selling. <laughs> yeah, we're selling, guys. <laughs> Disney. You guys are in the market. <laughs> Podcast your next market, guys. Uh, from the long box sessions, I'm Alex. And I'm Griffey. Bye.